0: Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, Chris Hart and Gary Dickman, The Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu. good happy monday everybody happy what is it it's national uh national super bowl hangover day so if you woke up in garlic and guac and empty pizza boxes <laughs> you you may may have overdone it yesterday but uh happy I, I tell you what happy national radio hangover day happy world radio day yeah Wait celebrating the uh, wonderful world of radio
1: how can you have a radio hangover day while you celebrate world radio?
0: Because I'm suffering from a Super Bowl hangover, and I meant to say National Football Hangover oh, Day. okay, okay. Instead of, and I said, uh, na- anyway. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like <laughs> my career. It's kind of a radio hangover. <laughs> welcome, welcome. All right, uh, of course, we've got to a lot of local sports that happened over the weekend. The UH Rainbow Wahine win again on the road the Rainbow Warriors, disappointing, playing only one half of basketball again. They lose at home to Cal State Fullerton. The Rainbow Warrior football team uh, will be back at practice in about an hour here at the University of Hawaii as spring camp continues. Uh, but really the big story, the uh, <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles got mahomes last night in the great words of, Jay, um, uh, what's his name, Maurice Drew? Jones, Maurice uh, Jones-Drew, yeah, that guy. It's got too many names; too many to remember. Anyway, uh, (laughs) he kept saying that last night because, like we said on Friday, I mean, you had you had the Philadelphia Eagles are a juggernaut. However, all you have to say about the Kansas City Chiefs is they've got Patrick Mahomes.
1: One of the headlines I see in the advertiser: Better Mahomes show. And by the way, the Eagles have scored, scored the most points ever. In a Super Bowl loss. Nobody's ever scored 35 and lost. When Patrick Mahomes went down right before halftime, I thought he limped off the field. They're going to – down by 10 at the time, I believe, anyway. Down – Uh, at halftime by 10 i didn't think they were going to come back at all i think mahomes will probably play but he's not going to be 100 percent. and the way they were playing even when he was looking good in the first half philadelphia was a better team they seemed to be very dominant on offense jalen hurts had an incredible game i thought he could have been the mvp actually that's how good he was but i thought the chiefs were kind of done yeah patrick mahomes uh already cemented his legacy uh, two-time Super Bowl MVP, the first quarterback to win the regular season and Super Bowl MVP since, I think, Kurt Warner in 99. He was incredible. It was so exciting, especially down the stretch. What a Super Bowl to remember. We are thankful for that.
0: It, it was a fourth quarter to remember. It was, to me, I was a little bored. I, I was really? actually a little bored. Uh, and I agree with you. When uh, when they're down just before the half, 24-14, to 14, Mahomes hurts his ankle. I stood up, and I, I said to a family around me, I just said, hey, you know what? That's it. Ah, You guys gave it a shot. You just got an injured quarterback. Fly, Eagles, fly. You know, it was like Harold Carmichael in the pregame show. Uh, I was thinking, well, that's okay. You know, they, they gave it a shot. They just got the, an injured quarterback. They were saying in the postgame interviews, depending on what, you know, station you were watching or what, uh, you know, what you were listening to uh, on our air, the – it was just, the, they all came out and kind of said the same thing. They're talking about the Chiefs. And it was, uh, they all said, you know what? We just weren't, it, we weren't ourselves for some reason. We just weren't ourselves. And then they went into, you know what? At halftime, we said, just play like ourselves. Just go out and play like how we play. And, well, we certainly did because it was, uh, it was like the University of uh, Hawaii uh, basketball team. <laughs> it was a tale of two halves, especially in that fourth quarter. I mean, it was, it was quite amazing. And Patrick Mahomes got a lot of those key plays with his feet, with his feet, running (laughs) the ball twice, escaping. And on that one, it was – I took a note here. I think it was uh, two minutes and 46 seconds left. He runs for a 26-yard gain. And I'm shouting, "Run for your life!" Because I'm thinking they're going <laughs> to tackle him, and his, his, his legs, his, his foot's going to fall off his leg. Right? You know what I mean? I'm thinking, okay, the guy's foot's going to fall off if they catch him. I'm like, "Run for your life! Run for your life!" And then, and then I'm going like, "Can't you run any faster than that?" I just, I just was, I was scared for his health. I didn't have a dog in the fight. But I was scared for Patrick Mahomes' health. I'm all, run,
1: run. (laughs) Run, (laughs) Patrick, run. Run, Patrick, run. I think that was a 26-yarder, I think, on that one. That's what I just had, a 26-yard run. 2.46
0: left. And uh, he goes down, and the game was pretty much over from there. And then you're wondering, are they going to score? Look how much time is left on the clock. And then you're so close. After a couple of plays uh, with uh, Pacheco down, uh, knee, taking a knee at the one-yard line, then you're thinking.
1: It was McKinnon. McKinnon who did that.
0: Okay, McKinnon. So McKinnon, the running back, takes a knee at the uh, one-yard line. You're thinking, look how much time is left. But they, got, they managed to milk a lot of time off of that clock.
1: Philadelphia only had one timeout left, so they had to use it. Mm -hmm. And that was great because you could see as Philadelphia lined up on defense, they were going to let them score, which was a smart move at that time So they get a chance with the ball back as opposed to running out the clock. And McKinnon, you know – Thankfully, he didn't have his momentum carrying him into the end zone because it looked like it had a chance, but he slid a little bit and got that knee down. Smart play by both teams. It's happened in the Super Bowl before. Ahmad Bradshaw actually scored when trying to be held back by one of his teammates for the Giants against the Patriots, I believe it was. But it was a smart move. And, yeah, once they got that field goal, uh, you knew that there's no way Philadelphia would have time at that point with, what, eight seconds left. And, you know, both teams. Gave it a lot, but Kansas City again in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter, second time beating the Niners, coming back in the fourth quarter yesterday, same thing. I thought yeah. Philadelphia was the more dominant. Great game
0: yesterday. It
1: was. I, th- I thought Philadelphia was the more dominant team offensively. I thought they were the better team. Kansas City scored defensively. The punt return also set them up for a touchdown. So their offense wasn't better. It was the special teams and defense that got them a couple of scores as well.
0: Yeah, and, and I don't know that. I don't know. That, I thought that Jalen Hurts. Did a great job. What happened to Miles? Sa- Miles Sanders, by the way, he had like two, last night, It was like middle of the game. He had two yards for min- two carries for minus two yards, and then we never saw him before. But I never heard anything.
1: Uh, he had seven carries for sixteen. He wasn't the dominant running wow. back. Yeah, Gainwell had just as many carries with seven.
0: Yeah, you know the uh, the the Kansas. City, you do all you want. Talk about throwing the ball, throwing the ball wide open offense, everything. You know what? The Kansas City Chiefs ran the ball as much as they passed the ball in that game yesterday. It was a total balanced effort. Now the, the word was that the Philadelphia Eagles didn't have a great. If you if you had, if the the Eagles defense had a kryptonite, it was stopping the run, and that's what uh, the you know Andy Reid did. Is they went out there and just ran the ball and ran the ball and ran the ball. Also, it helps you know hopefully ensure that you keep uh, Patrick Mahomes healthy, but. They did a great job running the ball.
1: They did. They did. You could tell they had an advantage there. And it was, I mean, Hurts, the way he, again, was escaping, getting the yardage, a record for a quarterback rushing the yards in a Super Bowl game with, I think, 70. Uh, Again, I thought they were going to win the way the first half played out. And even in the second half, I still thought they had enough. And Jalen Hurts, who, if he didn't show you before that he was that good of a quarterback and worthy of being an MVP where he was a finalist, he definitely showed that yesterday. He was fantastic. I did think, though, with Philadelphia's defense being so dominant, the best defense as well as the best offensive line, they definitely let – they didn't let. But Kansas City took advantage of those two late touchdowns. The same play on different ends of the field. First, second one was What Sky do you mean Martin. they took
0: – wait, wait, wait. No, I'm trying to follow you. They okay. took advantage of the second two touchdowns. What?
1: But. They took advantage of these uh, these lineup lining up for the last two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. The second one was the Sky Moore touchdown pass. and the, uh, Before that, Tony, they lined him up on the outside and had a play. I think somebody called it a stop-go or stop-move where he just took a few steps. Everybody went the other way, basically, and left them wide open. Tony was wide open for that touchdown at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And then Sky Moore, it turns out, it was the same play lined up on the opposite side, and he was wide open for a touchdown. No,
0: I I listened to the announcers, too. But it was the the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line took over that game in the fourth quarter. Patrick Mahomes, sure, Patrick Mahomes did his thing. But if you watch, because I watched a lot of the line play, and it was because that was part of the allure of this super bowl for me the kansas city chiefs offensive line played like they haven't played before i haven't seen them play before now i haven't seen every kansas city chiefs game of course but in this game they they turned it up a notch in that especially in that fourth quarter i had thought that um when uh tony okay tony scored one touchdown and then he had the punt return for the you know that long punt return that kind of set every uh, one of those scores up which really changed the momentum i was thinking you know what The way that Patrick Mahomes, this was I guess before the fourth quarter maybe, I'm not sure, but the way that Patrick Mahomes was playing, I thought, well, if the Chiefs win, does Kadarius Toney, who joined the team midway through the season, is Kadarius Toney the MVP? That's what I was kind of thinking to myself.
1: It does make sense. I was actually wondering, I mean, you know the quarterback usually would get it, but I was wondering if there was anybody else in the Chiefs who might be able to get it besides Mahomes. It wouldn't, have been, it wouldn't have been Travis Kelsey, not that he didn't do anything. It wasn't a game that we've seen six catches, 81 yards, a touchdown. Really good, but I don't think he would have gotten the MVP, and I was wondering who else it could have been. Pacheco had a good game, but you're right about Tony with those two yeah, big Pacheco plays. Yeah, Pacheco didn't have an Clark. MVP no, performance. No, 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 I'm just trying to think of who maybe would have a chance, but I guess Tony with those two plays makes some well, sense.
0: especially him. when you're the the. the Quarterback, And if you start spreading it out, then it's like, okay, it's got to be the quarterback, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. If
0: you, if all of his touchdown passes were to uh, Travis Kelsey, then you might have a co-MVP or Travis Kelsey is the MVP of the game. But I thought, and especially if he if he had scored, and he almost scored, if he had scored, that would have been the first time I believe that a punt returned for a touchdown in the Super Bowl, I think uh, the announcers were saying. So that would have been really, really special, especially if he scored.
1: I know he had a record. That was a record for yardage. That was what, a 65-yard return. That was the most ever. Yeah, he got down to the five-yard line, and that really, you kind of get a sense the game was kind of over then, of course, and that was a little surprising. Uh,
0: see, I don't know. At that point in the game, it, the, the game wasn't over by any means, right? Well, I don't remember what the score was. I, I Tanner, Tanner probably has a better than, than I thought uh, th- between you and I. By the way, Tanner back in the PAXA studio says that Marcus Kemp blocked about three to four Eagles on that punt return. Uh, yeah, Marcus Kemp's got another Super Bowl ring. That's cool. Tanner, where was it in the game? Do you remember where uh, um, Tony ran that punt return back or like what the score was?
2: I can't oh. remember off the top of my head. It uh-huh. definitely was a lead-up to, I believe it was the touchdown that gave them the lead. Cause, no. Yes, because this was after Kadarius Tony's first touchdown. Because I believe this was the touchdown to either Jarek McKinnon or Isaiah Pacheco that was wide open in the flat. Where they just basically ran the exact same play, almost right. like concept-wise, the opposite direction. So I believe that was for the initial lead. I don't know... I, Unless that was, no,
0: it couldn't have been been for the lead. It it had to have been since they scored last. It had to have been. Sorry to do this on the radio. For them to come from behind, then they did the the two point conversion. Then they tied the game at thirty five. Right. Okay, that's what it was. So it was to bring them uh, closer. But anyway, uh, (laughs) the um, Super Bowl halftime show is probably the worst ever.
1: You know that's so interesting. I was seeing so many people initially commenting how great it was and we were at the kuhio avenue food hall i'll tell you kuhio avenue food hall in waikiki people were picking out their phones to videotape it like crazy they were so into it and again following social media everybody praising it and then later on i'm seeing a lot of criticism one of them is a local singer sunway sunway and i saw her comments on facebook and she was i thought she was I joking think Sun-
0: sunway is a um sunway is a uh, radio dj
1: She's also she used to sing at clubs. I remember her singing at a club that I used to work at back in you know years ago. But yeah, she's yeah. local. Inter- she's been a local entertainer, so she she has been a singer. If she's not one. And her name and- her name
0: is Sunway, not Sunway Sunway.
1: Well, that's not, her <laughs> last name is Sun. Well,
0: her name is Sunway.
1: Okay. She was commenting how bad it was. And the people everybody and it was mostly local people, I'm assuming, but even nationally, but the people commenting were all ninety five percent in agreement. I yeah. thought it was good. I don't think there's ever been a bad Super Bowl halftime show. I like oh, Rihanna.
0: No. no, no, we saw one yesterday.
1: Why do you think it was bad though? I'm just I'm curious.
0: Boring. It was boring. It's look at yeah. la- it's hard because she came after last year's Super Bowl, which in my opinion was one of the best Super Bowl halftime shows. That, that that's part of the problem, I think. Is and I I'll say this because we were we were saying this to each other. I think she's pregnant. Now she just had a baby recently, from what I'm told. I don't see I don't see these on. I don't watch uh you know uh, the shows that you watch, so I'm not up on this <laughs> stuff.
1: <laughs> but, the pregnancy nine months old is her baby.
0: Right, but she looked she looked pregnant. I, I mean, she looked like I mean that because someone. Some people were um, teasing what she was
1: wearing, and right, I thought, "Oh, okay." Right.
0: But you can see there was a; she had a bump,
1: and she rubbed yeah. the belly at the end, like Beyonce did years ago. Oh, cool! Of, so that's how uh-huh. everybody kind of did with her. Oh, her somebody just
0: texted in that she is pregnant. Yeah. Her so her one of the one of the of questions were one of the questions were why have her out there? That's what they said, and I thought, ah, you know what? She did good. I mean, I don't know Is she supposed to be a spectacular dancer or something. I don't think that's how no. that's, uh, that's how she rolls, but. I don't know. It had a lot of people. It looked like a bunch of Easter bunnies, you know, kind of uh, dancing and jumping up and down and doing that stuff. There was nothing to it, I guess. Now, perhaps um, if I was like, oh, uh, you know, that's all her great hits and she's so great. And if you people that enjoyed it probably just enjoyed her music. But from what the young people say is she hasn't had a hit in like 10 years.
1: She hasn't been that active in the last I don't know how many years. I I, I recognize two of the songs, and I guess if you know the songs, you'd like it better, but apparently she left a lot of hits out and did a few songs that weren't hits. The first one, I I don't want to say the name, um, but um – the first word isn't something to say. That's, okay, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. So, but that wasn't, I mean, people thought maybe she'd open up with her umbrella song, which is fairly new, or some of the other big heads, and she didn't. So I think that's why some of the comments that I read last night said it was disappointing. But, yeah, I was a little surprised because initially people were praising it, where I was reading on social media. Then afterwards it was the opposite.
0: Mm. All right. Uh, heck, folks, uh, you can text in or call 808-296-1420 on National Football Hangover Day with the sports animals here on espn honolulu and now that uh football season is done actually they've got the combine is coming up in a couple of weeks already uh but now that uh that's over uh you can uh you know go back to uh go back to having family time and here's something cool disney jr live on tour is coming march 18th and 19th at the blaisdell concert hall so All your kids' favorite Disney friends will be there, along with Marvel's Spidey and his amazing friends. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Super Bowl Hangover Day with the Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu. Good morning. Weather today, today they say, you know, it's going to be mostly sunny today. We might have an isolated shower here and there, but it is going to be wet again the rest of the week. So enjoy what sunshine you can today here on Oahu because it's going to be nuts um, coming up for the rest of the week. Skyler, thank you for texting in. He says the punt return set up the Chiefs' touchdown to go up. 35-27. Then the Eagles scored and got the two-point conversion to tie it. So thank you very much for uh, kind of uh, organizing my thoughts. In my head, that's what I was thinking. Uh, He says, also, the halftime show was great. Chris is just a little old and probably didn't know all her songs. Uh, Yeah, I guess. You know, but I was around a lot of young people. And a lot of the, from, everybody was in agreement. It was like, nah. Nah. Meh. I guess, you know, because they, they were waiting also for, like, somebody else famous to come out and join her.
1: Right, right.
0: You know, and it was, uh, I don't know, I, I'd be interested to, to see what nationally, uh, really kind of what the thought was on that. But, uh, again, you know, Gary likes, uh, you know, Gary wants somebody who's 80 years old and a, a rocker who's uh, still, you know, hanging on to life by his, you know, by his fingertips to perform you know even if it's like the rest of his bandmates are like all passed away and there's like one old guy yes yeah, that's, that's exactly what Gary I want. I want. Gary's like we should have had Creedence Clearwater revival Ooh,
1: but to me again Bruce Springsteen was the best because I love his music so it's an opinion thing as right. far oh, as the sure shows he sure, didn't put sure. on he, he didn't put on much of a show he had fireworks at the end the other shows since I mean every he show had fireworks that's it that's hey, all he does. what should we do Let's do some fireworks. Well, he doesn't need special effects. (laughs) And he has
0: that one hit that he just keeps playing over and over again. Yeah, right.
1: One hit out of 360 songs. Don't even get me started. Oh, no, actually,
0: actually, oh, no, actually, Born in the USA album was good.
1: Uh, There's a ton of great hits, but don't even get me started because we've compared it to Kiss. But anyway, every show since then has had great effects.
0: Was Kiss in a Super Bowl commercial? And was Bruce Springsteen in a Super Bowl commercial? He's busy. It honestly- just tells you who's relevant nowadays.
1: No, who Who needs a commercial? He, Paul Stanley <laughs> needed that. In my opinion, again, the, I remember one year, Bobby Curran, who I just talked to the other day, is doing well. Uh, oh, good. One year he said Madonna was the Madonna show was his best, his favorite Super Bowl halftime show. And I said, how could you say that? He was talking about the effects. And I think what they do with these effects at halftime, whether it was the Talking Sharks a few years ago with Katy Perry. Oh, some I'm, of the sorry, things- I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry that was the worst Super
1: Bowl a lot of oh. people said that a lot of people Sorry. Don't agree. Sorry to but, interrupt but I think the effects are pretty cool when they have them every year not I'm not sure they're trying to outdo each other but they get so much creativity and cool things that I like that part of it it's good I knew a couple of her songs I, again I haven't really seen a bad one. I know Katy Perry's one was viewed as a bad one. It wasn't great to me. It but I think it, it, was it was stupid. It was kind of dumb in a way. Yeah, I would
0: rather I, see baby shark. I mean, that's, that's what it was. It was ahead of its time, you could say. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Uh, again, it's, I think your taste of music for anybody would come into your opinion on the Super Bowl halftime show. I I, I See, that in recent years, it looks like they're going after the younger audience. You kind of half-jokingly were talking about my type of music, but it seems like they haven't gone with any. You know, years past, they had Tom Petty. They had Aerosmith, Bruce Springsteen. They don't do that anymore. They haven't gone with any of that, and uh, it's like they're trying to hit the younger crowd. Gary,
0: because those people don't perform anymore. They're 80.
1: Well, they do perform. Bruce Springsteen's on tour right now selling out, but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, (laughs) And Jay-Z took over as producer Most of those
0: guys have passed.
1: Okay, point taken. Jay-Z <laughs> is the producer of the show now. Remember, Rihanna turned this down three years ago in support of Colin Kaepernick. She mm-hmm. didn't want to do the show, and Jay-Z advised her not to do the halftime show, not to get involved because the NFL is blackballing Colin right. Kaepernick. Now jay Z's right. the producer, and she's performing.
0: Yeah, well, Jay-Z said don't do it, and that's why there was an uproar with what? Now you're working for the NFL when you're – what?
1: Anyway. Yep.
0: Uh, thank you for texting in at 808-296-1420. Uh, this texture says the Chiefs adjusted, and defense won the second half in special teams phases. That was enough to win a close one.
1: Yeah, the punt return and the you know the the, the scoop and score was in the first half, but they almost had another one in the second half by Bolton. But the defense—I
0: know, but- I saw that. I was like, hey, that guy Michael Bolton—he's pretty good. <laughs> I didn't know he played football too. That's what Gary wants to see. Where's Michael Bolton? <laughs> no, he should be doing the.
1: Not, not my type, but he's a good. boy. he does, that's just not for me.
0: Craig, thank you for texting in. He says Hertz was good, but he made the one costly fumble for a Chiefs score. Yeah. That was. I mean, it was. And it, at first I thought, oh, the guy stuck his hand in there or something. And then I'm like, oh, no, he just slipped. He did a Terry Bradshaw. He did a, a Mark Sanchez. I mean, it was just a, It was just a. oh, here's the, oh lost the ball. Yeah. That was, was horrible. That was uh, I. I felt horrible for him, but man, if the Chiefs won, you would have looked back at that and said, "What I a did one win. of the best Super Bowl performances."
1: I mean, if the Eagles won, I think he's what he meant to say. If the Eagles won, yeah, yeah, not the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. If the yeah.
0: Eagles won, uh, if the Eagles, I mean, if the Eagles won that game, he would have went, "Wow." But I'm still saying, okay, you know what? Good for you, Jalen Hurts. You're now going to get forty to fifty million dollars a year.
1: For he, the next 10 yeah. years. Yep, and he he deserved it. The old line was great for him. And one thing, I mean, I, I'm not taking anything away from Jalen Hurts, but when they say he uh, most yards rushing by a QB and a quarterback broke Steve McNair's a record. A QB and 70. a
0: quarterback. Uh, you just as bad as I am this morning. But the most also, yards rushing by a QB and a quarterback.
1: And a quarterback. Anyway, he also had three rushing scores, which tied the record of Terrell Davis, yeah, except they weren't really... You know, they, you know, they've all what one, two-yard runs. It wasn't the same as Terrell Davis scoring the way he did, but give, you know, not to take anything away from him. But I, I don't, don't remember how same.
0: long Terrell Davis's scores were. But hey, hey, you know what? A score is a score.
1: That that is true. That's why I don't want to take really much away from him. But what two yards, four yards, and one yard. They, you know, it's not no really... Terrell Davis. How no, many? No, oh. you...
0: that, well, that's if... what we can look up at the break. So, but I hear what you're saying.
1: Yeah. But again, not to take anything away, he showed. I mean, that's the first time I probably watched a, a complete game, start to finish, this year with the Eagles. And I know what he's done this year. I believe, I think, he deserved to be a finalist for MVP. And if he won it, I wouldn't have been surprised or disappointed at all. And he even showed more yesterday. He again, the one miscue was it hurt. It hurt the team, of course. It was a little. It was early, at least, so they could make up for it. But what a game he had! I just, again, I thought he looked really, really good. He impressed me a lot. He had a better game than Mahomes in a way, as far as throwing the ball. And he well, he did. Him he, had a, lot.
0: he had. He had. He played in a, a good game for the entire game. Patrick Mahomes was not Patrick Mahomes like in the first half. Again, he was a rainbow warrior basketball player. He played one half, but you know what? He played the second half, and it was enough to win. Now, Hertz went. Twenty-seven of thirty-eight, three hundred four, three hundred four yards, one passing touchdown, and three rushing touchdowns. I mean, that is a legendary performance. That's a Timmy Smith performance in the Super Bowl. That was unbelievable.
1: Right, I, I think he could have been the MVP. To get only the second time a guy from a losing team could have been named the MVP, and I thought he was kind of worthy. I wouldn't have been that shocked if he got it.
0: I would, uh, I, I would, I don't think be, he, he did good. Also, I should say, 15 carries for 70 yards. Um, but at the same time, Patrick Mahomes fourth quarter, he took that game over. True. You, you would have an outcry if Patrick Mahomes was not the Super Bowl MVP. Tanner Hayworth is texting in. What is he texting in there, Gary?
1: All wow, uh, all three of Terrell Davis' touchdowns were one yard. He says.
0: Yeah, so there you go. I mean, you're taking it away from him, and you you have to uh, actually do the research first
1: okay i apologize jalen thank you very much i feel better about that now all right but uh anyway
0: man that was (laughs) that was uh we got to talk about the commercials what was your favorite commercial uh just one just give me one because we got to go to break
1: mad, uh, mad um breaking bad (laughs)
0: yeah that was a good one i forgot about that one hey we will take your texts and calls reaction to super bowl sunday here with the sports animals this morning on espn honolulu oh call the coach is coming up again call the coach with charlie wade mark your calendar it's coming up uh let's see eight days from now so tuesday february 21st call the coach with charlie wade uh we'll have more details coming soon on espn honolulu Oh, before we do the uh, before we do the commercial thing this morning here, Chris Hart and Gary Dickman here on ESPN Honolulu. It's the Sports Animals in the morning. The uh, the the what would you call it? The holding call. I don't know. I was trying to think of something dramatic to call. Um, I was going to call him Hal Bradbury, but that's he was the singer from The Crush back in the early '80s. Uh, James, James. Bradbury? Yeah, James gotcha. Bradbury. James Bradbury. James Bradbury. Uh, came out, and if you saw ESPN.com or you saw some stuff last night, he goes, yeah, it was a hold. I held the guy. I was hoping the ref didn't see it, but I held the guy. Uh, I wonder if he's getting, like, death threats from those crazy Philadelphia fans.
1: I'm sure some people aren't happy, but I hope he doesn't. Uh, listening to the postgame show on our station, I heard uh, ESPN Honolulu, where the guy they have, the official in the booth for Radio Gene, I forget Gene's last name, the former official, said it's an easy call. And that's what you kind of heard maybe last night as well by others, that by rule that you just grab the hip and the jersey, even for a half a second, it's going to be called, and it's pretty consistently called. You know how I am where I don't want to see calls affect the game? And in that case, I was thinking about that a lot, because it, it, it didn't look like a hole when you watch those replays. Really, that it didn't. Yeah, it did. Well, it he, did, he it did and jersey. it didn't. Yeah, I know, the, I know, the and
0: The rule says you can't tug his jersey. Right. He tugged his jersey. That's what now, I was about people to say. Now, people were looking at this. The, his left hand that kind of went around his waist for a second. They're all, that's not a hold. And it's like, no. They called. It was earlier. He he tugged his jersey. Every You could see him tug his jersey. The announcers didn't help it out no. with Greg Olson and what's his name? Kevin Burke. You know, by saying, you know, disagreeing with that and all of that. And it's like, no, guys, that's the rule. you got to follow the rules. And I'm glad they called it.
1: And, again, they call it that consistently, I have no problem with that. It's, it's, it's too bad that that kind of had a lot to do with the outcome of the game. But in a way, it didn't. They were going to get a field goal regardless, or they should have gotten a field goal. Yeah, Philadelphia would have gotten more time. But I don't think that play determined overall, when you look at the entire game, why the Eagles lost.
0: All right. Somebody texted in and said, uh, not at that point in the game, meaning they shouldn't have called it in that point of the game. I, 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 you know what? I think it's just a philosophy that people have. I say – In basketball or whatever, a foul is a foul or a penalty is a penalty, whether you're doing it. So it's like, okay, you know what? I held the guy, and they didn't score the winning touchdown as time ran out. But uh, you know what? The reason they scored that touchdown is because you held the guy. I'm just not saying in this Super Bowl. In a situation, you got to call a penalty so you don't do that. It's a penalty for 58 minutes of the game, but the last two minutes – Anything goes in football. You can't do that.
1: I think if you're looking at those cases and you think that way, every case is different. It's not automatic that you let everything go in the last two minutes. It was interesting. I was listening to two different shows last night. One uh, announcer was saying the fact that the flag was thrown so late makes you think it shouldn't have been called. Another announcer said at least they threw the flag immediately, which is kind of offsetting right there. But the ball was uncatchable. That's one of the things that I wonder if they could maybe clarify the rule. And again, I, I would think if you don't like it, change the rule on that. But they like did when clarify
0: you just, the rule. They said you can't tug his jersey. I, I, the referee no, said he can't tug his jersey. You're not listening the to refre- me. Oh, Okay, I'm sorry. I'm,
1: I'm saying if the ball is uncatchable, I think they should be able to maybe make that part of the play or part of the call where if it is Why? uncatchable, then it's not going to be a penalty. Otherwise, if it is – Okay. Yeah. You, you're, you're
0: not watching the game. The ball would have been catchable if he wasn't held.
1: I don't think he, I don't think he was With uh, had the restraint to keep him back three yards, five yards, or two or three seconds of getting downfield. It was a t- really fast grab. I don't think it really impeded the fact that he would have gotten to that ball. I really don't. But, again, I think maybe they should put that in the rule. Again, with what everything has been said about that play, it was the right call. I am in agreement there. I wish there would, could be more about it being uncatchable that could help determine that call in that situation.
0: Yeah, and uh, uh, Tanner's chiming in here. Tanner, you can just jump on the mic. I don't want to read your text on the air. I I just want to say
2: that, like, as much as we want to try to make it not a penalty, if the guy himself comes out after the game and says, yeah, it was a penalty, I was hoping that I'd get away with it.
3: Yes, So I
2: understand, you know, wanting to make it somehow like pass interference, where, yeah, it's not in the field of play. I could be in his face like that. But with a holding call, he tugged at his jersey at the at the break of the route so that he could stay on Juju Smith-Schuster's hips for the entire route. So sure, it wasn't a hold that, that obstructed Juju Smith-Schuster's route, but it was a hold to make sure that he could stay in line with Juju for that route. So no matter how much you want to say it, like Chris said, he tugged his jersey, and that's a hold, especially in the first part of the route which is, you know, that's still in the grounds for holding rather than pass interference where there has to be a ball in play. Holding can happen at any point of the route.
0: (laughs) Okay. Thanks, Tanner. A lot of people getting really upset. Uh, Folks, you can call in because i want to hear the passion in your voice. Uh, Mike, thank you for calling 808-296-1420. Go
4: ahead. Hey, I was rooting for the Chiefs, but there was three or four. They never call that. There was three or four of those during the game they didn't call. That was a BS call because they're not consistent with that one. There was a couple during the game, right in the middle of the game, that they didn't call, that they tugged. Because the thing is, he didn't really impede him. The guy was open. That was a bad throw. Uh, He he could have thrown a touchdown. I mean, he was like two steps behind him when that ball was in the air. So I thought, but the game was turned when Hertz fumbled the ball. As great as Hertz was. That cost the Eagles a two-touchdown win. The Eagles were going to go up 21-7. to I mean, they were getting ready to score. That game was going to be over at halftime. But the trajectory of that game changed when he fumbled and they got a touchdown. That's what, That really would, would change that course of that game. But there was so that, much time uh, left
1: time. that I don't know how you could say that. That would have been the game right then. No, because
4: how many, how many Super Bowls have you watched where, uh, where when a team gets up three scores? They're going to they're be up three scores. But what happened to eight
1: Super Bowls I mean, ago that it doesn't have anything to do with yesterday's game.
4: It doesn't. No, because they all go like that. Games go like that. You, I mean, come on. You've seen. Games okay, how about Jeffrey, this then, Mike? A Nobody, punt, what, Mike? Nobody's go ever ahead. scored thirty-five
1: points and lost. That's how the Super Bowl goes. You score more than thirty-five or more, you win. But it didn't happen yesterday, so it doesn't matter what happened in previous years. That's not the reason. the game Now, would Mike's have been being overnight.
0: pulled over. Listen to that. <laughs> Uh, we'll let you go deal with the police there. <laughs> hey, Mike, your ride's here. <laughs> so, uh, everybody is calling in and agreeing with Mike at 808-296-1420 on the uh, text line here. Uh, <laughs> how, okay, here, I, I'll read a series of texts. And I know this gentleman's been, or lady or gentleman, has been uh, texting in a bunch this morning. How many holding calls and receivers was called during the game? Did they call all the other holding calls? They called one of ten holding penalties. They've been tugging jerseys the entire game, and only one call. Why wait till? The, oh, here's one. Why wait until the end of the play to throw the flag? Uh, and then he says, "Juju is slow. That's why it was called." <laughs> is Juju
1: slow? I mean, I, I know he's though. no
0: speedster, but uh, he was a he was a possession type receiver.
1: Yeah. Uh. Again, I, I I know people would say that cost them the game, but again, they were in field goal range anyway. There's no definite way of looking at that saying if they don't call that play, the Eagles would win. They would have had a better chance, I guess, and Kansas City wouldn't have had the uh, as easy of a time down the stretch if that's a way to talk uh, break it down. Still, I hope people aren't blaming that call of the game. Usually one play doesn't determine an outcome of a game, even if it is the last play most times. But it was significant, of course, and I do give Bradbury credit. But even, just because he says it, and, I'm, and again, I'm glad he did, again, I think there's different ways of looking at it. But I, again, at the, at the end, it should have been a holding call. I agree with basically what a lot of people are saying, even though some of the texters are agreeing with Mike. So I didn't have a problem with that, and I, I do give Bradbury credit. Again, not too many people would have done that. But uh, I, I wish the uncatchable part could be could be put into the rule
0: well that's not it it wasn't so there's a you can do all kinds of wishing but let's just watch the football game uh coach john thank you uh thank you uh um uh, for uh texting in but uh 808-296-1420 uh somebody else texted that the oh i was going to bring this up that's that 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 turf was horrible How, that, that, Arizona, whatever, State Farm Stadium, you guys should be ashamed of yourself. This is the biggest American sports game of the year. People watch, millions and millions of people watching this around the world. And your field is in horrible, unplayable shape. I'm surprised more people didn't get injured from the turf.
1: The NFL, I think, should feel pretty bad about it too. They're in charge of this. They shouldn't have allowed it to get to that point at all. That,
0: yeah, you're right. That's right. Because the NFL kind of oversees stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, but Bowl. somebody texted in the slippery praying service was uh, disappointing, especially for a Super Bowl. Have you got a bunch of guys changing your cleats? Yeah. And this is an indoor stadium, so this stadium, uh, State Farm Stadium, is that, that's what it's called, right? Is it State yes. Farm Stadium? So, State State Farm Stadium is much like um, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. The the Phoenix Stadium. This is the first time this has been done. Is that they'll they have the um, real grass, and it rolls out into the sunshine during the week, and they water it and all. You know, it's a re, like real grass out there. And then when it's game time, they roll that big this big platform back inside. And they do it at Legion Stadium, too. But um, th- that's why I was really surprised at how horrible that grass was. And it was maybe there was people, and i, I got to read up more on it today. I just started coming out uh, late last night. But were they putting different kinds of grasses in? And, and, and In other words, I'm wondering if they were getting a little bit too uh, – i don't know the word for it if they were they were overdoing it as far as trying to make sure they had great turf because it, something was overdone right and it was uh just anyway uh, let's do one more phone call and we got to get a, a traffic update here and i can't remember who we have hi sam how's it going thanks for listening
4: hey happy monday guys hello how you guys doing hi Chris. good good solid man just a couple two cents in the game um I thought at the end, I mean, I'm sure this uh, sentiment is shared that uh, the refs kind of, that last, that last call against, uh, you know, that last uh, PAT call, uh, they called on Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, he definitely held him, But, I mean, honestly, in my opinion, I think they kind of robbed us of overtime, you know? I mean, they make that call, that's a guaranteed win for the Chiefs right there, you know, on that, that call right there. They would let it play. You never know what happened. You could have gone to OT. It could have been, you know, a great overtime. But regardless, yeah. it was a great, great game.
0: All right. Hey, thank you. I think uh, everyone would agree with the sentiments there at the end there. Thank you, Sam. Thank you for calling in at 808-296-1420. The um, you know what? I tell you what, let's do this. Let's check our traffic. We'll be right back. Want to remind you before we uh, bring on the uh, traffic report here that we are going to be at Growler Hawaii in Kapahulu coming up February twenty second. Keep listening for our guest Our list of uh, keep listening for our guest list. Which has been very, very popular. We'll be right back on ESPN Honolulu. <laughs> Careful who you talk about on the radio, Gary. I Sunway's know. on the line for you. Sunway wants to talk to you right now. Hi, Sunway.
1: Morning. Hi. Hi. Hi, I was mentioning your comments on Facebook last <laughs> night as it pertains to the halftime show where you uh, wrote this, I uh, quote, Rihanna really phoning this one in, huh? And I saw a lot of people were yeah. praising it at the beginning and then reading social media last night, a lot of people like yourself really putting it down. And Chris, and the uh, comments overwhelmingly on your Facebook page are in agreement with you. Why do you think it was that bad of a halftime show?
3: Actually, you know, I didn't actually think it was that bad. Initially, when she first came out, I I thought it was sort of, she wasn't very enthusiastic to be at the Super Bowl.
2: But, of (laughs) course, that's a little
3: bit what Rihanna is anyway, right? But I thought, wow, she's not really excited. And then she started raising up into the air, and I thought, well, that's interesting. And the show was great. The production was awesome. But she was still sort of like, you know, she wasn't fully into it. But then, of course, she revealed she's pregnant. So then that was sort of the... I, for me, the explanation. But I don't were know. You, I when, was going to perform at the Super Bowl. I'd be excited. But would
0: okay? Wouldn't you? Were you hoping for like? Is there anyone else on this show? Like somebody pops out by I was surprise. Hoping for and, that. Yeah, and there's Elton John at yeah, the piano. But that. then that was a that was actually a Super Bowl <laughs> commercial.
3: Well, she's you know she's collaborated with so many other musicians. You would think that if at least one or two would have popped out, but I guess uh, no pun intended. The baby was what popped out. <laughs> oh, so, I, 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 um, <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, well, thank so, you. F- I don't know, but it was good to see all the comments. And um thanks for bringing it up.
0: All right, thanks for calling thank in you, there. Sunway Sun- Sunway everybody. There you go. Hey. Go ahead. All right. All right. It's uh 6:55 with the Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu. Hey, you know what? That was a good game, man. It was a it was a good game. I got a little bored. You know, I I I got a little bored um about halfway through. But i think because time? i think because patrick mahomes got hurt it was 24 to 14 it goes to halftime and and then i'm like okay this is you know this game is over it's you know way hey, good job you know they gave it a they gave it the old college try and uh then the halftime show came on and we were at uh, uh my our cousin's house and uh he was uh, you know he has tvs all over the place a big house and Outdoor, indoor, front of the house, back of the house, and I was chilling in the back. And the uh, the there was like a uh, the, elect- it got, the electricity got tripped, it was a little trip, so it went out. And a couple of people. It was during the halftime show. <laughs> when the electric the electricity in the back part of the TVs that we were watching, when those TVs went off, no one said anything. No, everyone just sat there and, yeah, eh, TV doesn't work. That's how into the halftime show we were. It was like, oh, TV went off. Well, maybe that's a good thing.
1: (laughs) Going back to Sunway's comment, there was one part where where Rihanna walked from one stage to the other. And when she went from one stage, you could see her, like, all of a sudden soaking it in and smiling. I thought that was kind of cool and sincere that she gave that little gesture.
0: I didn't realize she she seemed so tall. I met her once, and I stood next to her. Uh, This is, you know, way back in the day when she had, like, one hit, and uh, she came by the radio station. And uh, I don't remember her being that tall, but I guess she was. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Sunway. When is Sunway on the radio? I hear her on the radio, but I don't know when she – oh, she's on the radio now? Oh, she called us during I her commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Sunway. A oh, big fan.
1: Let's call her show.
0: <laughs> yeah. What, what? What's her? What's her number, like 296 Kumu or something? What is it? I don't know. All right, back to your texts and phone calls and top story. You notice how we're staying away from talking about the UH basketball game, huh?
1: It hurt. It
0: hurt big time. Yeah. Anyway. All right, we'll be right back on ESPN Honolulu. Good morning. Headlines today. I I, I hope we'll maybe we'll get into it. Maybe not. Rainbow Wahine. The depleted Rainbow Wahine basketball team wins on the road again. Another road sweep for the Rainbow Wahine, and a great game by who was it?
1: Well, You had two players doing good. We had Deja Phillips coming off the bench once again. Yeah, that one. Uh, 18 points, excuse me. She was obviously really key for them. And mm-hmm. also Lily. I, think, I can't remember how many games she's had double figures in a row, but it's who? like Lily. It's like Wahine Kapu. Lily like, who? Lily Wahine Kapu. Like you always call her Will, Lily, so I figured I would do that. Uh, she's done it, I think, 12 <laughs> games in a row, I believe, double figures. She's done a good job oh, yeah. as well. Uh,
0: she's that kind of player. Nana Orgy uh, and Wahine Kapu put up 10 for the rainbow wahine the men's basketball team uh they didn't fare so well a little disappointing again the tale of two halves i mean you had at the uh at halftime samuta avea Bas- samuta avea what a game he had uh statistically he had 12 points 17 rebounds and he had basically a double double just in the second half but that it was kind of indicative of how the whole team played. It was thirty to fifteen at halftime, and then Hawaii comes back and wins the second half thirty-six to twenty-two, but they fall fifty-two to fifty-one
1: at home
0: to Cal State Fullerton. That shouldn't have happened.
1: The first half they scored the first made the two baskets, the first two three pointers, a minute and five seconds in, they're up six nothing. They went on to miss nineteen of their next twenty shots. And only made uh, two more field goals. The rest, the last 19 minutes of the half, they only made two more field goals. That I, I, I mean, I guess they had 15 against Texas A&M Commerce at halftime. That was something that I could not believe what was happening. And not to make excuses at all, I don't know if I've ever seen a half, let alone a game, where so many shots went in halfway down and spun out. There were at least three of those in the first half. I think there were four. Jovan had one. Bernardo nice. had one. Noel had one. Unbelievable and the
0: rainbow wahine start off strong in their tournament but they dropped a couple uh yesterday uh to utah tech and saint mary's but uh the rainbow wahine softball season is underway they're 3 and 2 now back to
1: the big game well, they're 3 and 3 oh really yes i'm i mean, 2 and 0 oh on friday 1 and 1 saturday and 0 oh and 2 yesterday
0: Oh, my information for the University of Hawaii is incorrect. <laughs> anyway, uh, Super Bowl, back to it.
1: I'm glad Marcus Kemp gets another ring. It's pretty incredible that a guy like not not a guy like that, but anybody from U.A., three Super Bowls he's played in and has won two rings so far. Yeah. I'm glad he got to play, didn't catch any passes. McCole Hardman, who was on IR and wasn't able to play, his wife or girlfriend had a baby yesterday, so maybe was, good thing he wasn't in the Super Bowl. Uh, but I, I think the Chiefs, were a favorite going in. I don't think the Eagles were this season. They were both number one seeds, of course. They both sixteen and three. They both scored the exact same amount of points. Yeah. And I, I thought just a great matchup. But I'm glad we got a Super Bowl. Comparing, let's say the college football championship game with T- uh, TCU and Georgia. That's what you never want in a big game like this. We want what we got yesterday. I love the offense more than a defensive game. Was with the, with the Rams lost to New England several years ago? Was it a thirteen to three? That was not exciting. It was close. On- oh. But oh yeah. Yesterday's game was intense, and you said you were kind of getting bored at halftime. I got the sense, though, at halftime, that if Mahomes even isn't if he plays, and he's not 100%. This game's over. But I was entertained in the first half because of all the offense. I mean, 24-14 is pretty good for halftime. Uh, I I thought both teams moved the ball pretty well. Jalen Hurts was doing almost anything he wanted. And, again, the offensive line deserves a ton of credit for that. I thought it was a great game to watch. It's about as entertaining as they go. Now, last year's game was obviously good with Cincinnati the Rams coming down to the end. Uh, I'm glad Butker got a little bit of redemption because he missed a field goal earlier, hit the post at the upright. Uh, So I'm (laughs) kind of happy for him as well in that last second field goal. Yeah,
0: that was one thing I was going to bring up is that, you know, if they lost by three, Oh, the big goat, Harrison Butker, but he was able to have a winning field goal, and I've seen uh, different stories around different websites, like you know, Saints. Uh, the uh, sorry, the, the Chiefs win with a winning field goal, and I thought, to me, a winning field goal is you're 45 yards out, and you you know, to that one they were just stalling, 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 and they were like 27 yards away.
1: Yeah, it was less than an extra point these days. Right, but, but still, but the fact that he missed. Imagine the if you
0: missed that. Ooh, he, going to, then they then
1: we're into overtime. Yes, I was almost hoping you did. I wanted more football. But I just knew there was too much time left on the clock that even when Philadelphia scored, uh, you know, you, all they needed was a field goal, obviously, to win, as opposed to getting a touchdown. There was just too much time for Mahomes, and uh, it was almost like business as usual for the Chiefs in that aspect, coming down the field like that. I give both teams credit. I know Philadelphia fans were going crazy last night, not rioting, but going through the streets and doing what they normally do and damaging. We were doing a few stuff
0: things. like that before the game. It was stupid. It was it was like you look at those guys and people are taking social media and you see them like banging signs and you know throwing chairs out into the street and doing stuff like that you're like okay the game hasn't even started yet really he put those guys in jail.
1: They actually had police, and I think even National Guardmen coming out of the street to get everybody off the main street, which is Broad Street there, by midnight. They just didn't want any people lounging around to have more violence. And I think there wasn't yeah. a lot, but still, I can understand how frustrated they are. That's for sure. And there's a video going <laughs> <Yeah>. around.
0: <laughs> okay, you know what? Your team lost a game.
1: Well, not a game, the biggest game.
0: The yeah, game. but it's a game. The, the key word game. Don't go out and 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 you know start tipping over cars. And looting stores because your team lost a game. Oh,
1: the biggest game. So what? Well, I agree with the part about the crime part. As far as not being upset, I'd still be. I mean, if that was my team, I would never be able to forget that. To lose oh, a game not. like that—that that you basically right. thought you had oh, won.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. I know they got in- Mahomes. That's what happened. They got like everyone else. They got Mahomes.
1: They were the favorite. They had that lead, and they their defense,
0: one and a half point favorite.
1: They were still the favorite, and they had the lead ten at half time. And their defense is supposed to be that good, and it is that good. But it is they didn't have Patrick Mahomes, as you said. Still, I'd be real, yeah, I'd be really bummed if I'm an Eagles fan. Are you kidding? You don't win Super Bowls that often. They've won two, and you don't get to the game that often. You don't. You're not going to. People aren't supposed to think. Well, it's just a game. It's okay. They no, should. Not with the Super it's a Bowl. Game. No, <laughs> come on.
0: And the Steelers, I remember the Steelers lost the Super Bowl in, uh, I don't know what year it was, and it was like, okay, let's go to the beach.
1: Okay, I want to bring up something you can easily identify <laughs> because it involves you, Christopher Hart. You and I were at the Sugar Bowl. And at one point you were so upset about the way the game was, was. playing out you left the stadium and walked back to the hotel. Miles I and hit. miles in twenty degree weather.
0: <laughs> now the the hotel was a block away, but still I was <laughs> that you know what? I forgot about that. Ah. And that uh, you're right, that was the one time where because we had so much hope, but that was yeah. But I don't know, it's 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 to me I, I guess because we're so far away from having a home team in the NFL. We all have favorite teams. But unless you're, you know, you're, I mean, and I guess Philadelphia, you have to act that way because that's the way your parents acted and the way your grandparents acted and them before that. Yeah. They, you know, so it's like you 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 don't know any other way to act. Let's go back to the text line. Guys can call in at 808-296-1420 or you can text in as well. Uh, here's a, when it says, here's a question for you. Will the NFL ever go to video robotic penalties? Uh, In other words, computers determine on the field when penalties occurring through video and live action. Still have referees on the field to keep the flow going and administer the penalty. I'm not sure because then your games all of a sudden, because there are penalties committed on every play, all of a sudden now your game is going to be five and a half hours long.
1: I haven't heard that discussed, and I hope they don't take it that far. If you're going to have referees on the field, some of the things, I don't know if a robot would be able to see or determine. Yeah, I'd rather have the real refs for that. Even though, I get they get criticism, but still. I mean, I, again, I think it's a tough job, and I like what Nick Sirianni said about that call. You know, in live action, it's something you got to call. You can't, I don't think you should wait to see. You know, I, I hate in the NBA when a foul is called only if they missed a shot. And I see that all the time. I hate that. If it's a foul, if you think it's a foul, you call it. If you don't, don't call it. But don't determine it whether the ball is good or not, if the shot is good or not. In well, of-
0: and that's that's the point that was brought up earlier is, oh, now why did they wait until the end of the play to throw the flag? Oh, look, he missed the ball. Ah, okay, now it's a penalty.
1: Right. I, I don't like that at all. I hate that in sports.
0: Uh, a lot of folks are texting in and calling about the penalty. Losing your bet on the Eagles makes people lose their objectivity. <laughs> I call that a BS call. Anyway, he's uh, this texter is taunting the Eagles fans. He said, I bet on the Chiefs. Sorry, losers.
1: <laughs> Very humble there.
0: Just reading the text. All right, local boy PJ uh, is uh, texting in from Phoenix. How's hey, it, PJ? Hey, how's it going? Uh, you watched uh, with uh, a lot of his friends here. They're both born and raised and they were very embarrassed about the field conditions. So I don't want to so where Gary you correctly uh, mentioned it that it's we shouldn't be blaming anybody at the stadium or the cardinals or anything like that. It was the NFL you say that started that, that started, that that was doing this turf deal with them?
1: Yeah, here's what they say. The NFL group started growing this grass two years ago in advance at a local sod farm in Phoenix. It was installed two weeks ago, and as you said earlier, Chris, rolled out each morning for sunlight under an open roof. All costs take $800,000. But, yeah, it's not the stadium that, you know, they they oversee a lot of it, but the NFL's in charge of all that, who they hire and who they get the grass from.
5: mm.
2: All right. Is that you know more more on the grass? By the way, not only can you blame the NFL, you can also blame Oklahoma State University, because according to them, this is from their own Twitter. The Super Bowl is being played on OK State turf grass, and then they link the article, so it was in collaboration with Oklahoma State. So if you have an issue with the turf grass at the at the. at the uh, State Farm Stadium stadium you could also look towards Oklahoma State for having that issue
0: wow that's really interesting what was that name of that quarterback that was from Hawaii and then he went to Oklahoma State to sit on the bench what was Drew, his name Drew uh, Brown Drew Brown Drew Brown's, Drew Brown's fault all <laughs> goes back to Drew Brown thank you Tanner uh okay here's a text it was a da, 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 da. <laughs>
1: strange time.
0: A better halftime show would have been. Okay, I can't say that on the air. Jalen Hurts threw for 302. Mahomes threw for 182. And that ref threw for 42. Thank you for the text. 808 296 1420. And uh, thank you for the nice blessing somebody else uh, gave to us. A conspiracy thing. Okay, listen closely. Did Patrick Mahomes fake his first half injury? Because he had no second half effects, not my words. It came via text.
1: So what, again, I understand that, and I actually wondered if maybe he was selling it. But what would his advantage be by doing that? They would take him lightly in the second half. I don't think they're going I to take him lightly. I, I
0: think they were joking, Gary. I know, but there have were people sip, thinking that maybe he didn't. Have a sip of your that. coffee. The uh, NFL draft will be in. T- I didn't. Re- you know what? I didn't know that. I'm stupid. I, I didn't know, that. know if you I didn't know if you win the Super Bowl, you get to have the draft in your city. Is that?
1: No, it was already predetermined where it was going to be. Oh, I thought because they won, they were like, hey,
0: that's an incentive, something else for the Super Bowl. Chris, Uh, it
1: was in Las Las Vegas last year.
0: Oh. I I wrote that down in my notes to bring up. (laughs) Okay, so somebody texted in, the NFL draft will be in Kansas City, so again, the Eagles will have to hear it again. The Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champs, that will be fun. Yeah, that'll be fun. I don't okay. like. I, I I do like. Uh, there's a couple of uh, Philadelphia fans, uh, my neighbors, the little kids uh, that live next door. They were rooting for the Eagles, and then my friend uh, from high school, Bob Dodge. I don't know any other Eagles fans.
1: I know a few. Okay, so the uh, the Chiefs get to host the Thursday night opener, as the Super Bowl champ normally does. The Eagles are on their home schedule next year. The only slight problem might be as far as that matchup on opening night is that uh-huh. the Kansas City Royals have a day game there. They're basically right across the parking lot from each other. Knowing oh. that the Royals, especially in September, will get about 4,000 fans a game, I don't think that should be an issue to have both games on the same day.
0: What if the Royals are good?
1: <laughs> oh, Chris made a joke. I made it funny again. Yeah, yes, yes.
0: <laughs> I was <laughs> there was I was thinking the thing about okay. So yesterday you have the Super Bowl in in Phoenix, right? You also have the waste management open or whatever it's called, the big golf rowdy golf tournament. Two hundred thousand people are, are are watching this golf tournament, and so you had both of those in town. Did everyone get a hotel room?
1: I'm sure they tried to, and I think I might have mentioned but Bobby Kern, who was in that area, the place that he was originally staying at, they, they quadrupled the rent for February because of those events going on. Quadrupled the rent.
0: That's horrible.
1: Yes. Price gouging anybody?
0: Yeah. All right. 808-296-1420. Texter says, first half was dismal. Hard to catch up when you're down 18. Terrible. I don't think they were ever down to 18, were they?
1: No, of course
0: not. Maybe he's talking about the wastewater
1: management come
0: from behind wind. <laughs> Who
1: won that anyway? Sco- is it Scotty Scheffler?
0: Oh, Scotty Scheffler. Right on. Good to see him. I think, Yeah, that's right. So he's now the number one golfer in the world, I believe, again. The uh, Philadelphia Eagles were definitely favored by most sports media, reads this text, because their overall superior talent, parentheses, except that quarterback and tight end, Despite being the more physical team, I think the Eagles lost because they weren't able to pressure and sack Mahomes and because they gave up some huge plays. The fumble recovery for a touchdown. Long punt return that almost scored a touchdown. The uh, Yeah, I mean, but the Eagles, the uh, if you go position by position, Jalen Hurts is not Patrick Mahomes and Dallas Goddard is not Travis Kelsey. Yet, Jalen Hurts and Dallas Goddard are super, super good. Are they going to be in the Hall of Fame? Who knows? You know that Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes has a Hall of Fame resume six years in now. Patrick Mahomes is already a Hall of Famer. So there's a difference. But I I like the text. So thank you for guys at 808-296-1420. It's uh, 18 minutes after the hour. Time for another traffic check. Want to let you know, too, when we give away prizes this morning, uh, this week, uh, you will not only win that prize, but you will be entered to win uh, two tickets to see Frankie Valley in the four seasons at the Waikiki Shell. Uh, by the way, you can get your tickets now or win them from the sports animals in the morning on ESPN Honolulu. my heart. i can't get away from this all right we love the texts and calls coming in at 808-296-1420 it is officially national super bowl hangover day with the sports animals and uh i guess we're going to wait till tomorrow Uh, on tomorrow's show full into the uh what you saw over the weekend in the honolulu star advertiser key state senators call for president lassner to to resign Oh, boy, don't even get me started. Favela's in there, too, by the way. <laughs> <Cart>. <laughs> 7.23 with the animals here. Keep it coming, 808-296-1420. Switching gears here, favorite commercial in the Super Bowl. I want Let's take a straw poll here and text us your favorite commercial at 808-296-1420. I don't remember. See, I never remember any, many of them. And I don't. And this is bad. And this is bad. If you paid two point seven million dollars, I love the one with Will Ferrell, and he's like, uh, Will Ferrell's driving the, the whatever truck. I'm guessing it's Dodge. Is it Dodge? A Dodge truck? I, I can't remember. And then like the the zombie bites him in the arm. He's like, "Ow!" Or he said something like that. And then later they show him that he's all zombies out. You killed me. I don't know. I thought the Will Ferrell one for whatever that commercial was for. I thought that was. That was Aces. It
1: was for Netflix. It was an electric vehicle he was driving. He was driving over different sets for Netflix shows.
0: Oh, it was a Netflix commercial?
1: Yeah, they were showing Bridgerton, Squid Game, and a few other things, I guess. And it was talking about brand crossovers can be com- complete complicated and messy, but I think this one works pretty – that's what somebody talked about, the commercial. But uh, uh-huh. it got high, high, high praise from a lot of people.
0: The brand crossover – they're, ta- they're talking about something else. Yeah, That's yeah. another commercial. Just, just they're not generally. talking about the Will Smith commercial. No,
1: no, just generally. Because it had GM versus Netflix there, I guess. It had Netflix on there and GM with what he was driving, the electric, electric vehicles.
0: That was weird. So was it a, a General Motors?
1: It was like GM and Netflix somehow. It was like, that's why they said a, cro- a brand crossover commercial, one of the uh, advertisements. Well,
0: one of right the now. brand crossover commercials was the, uh, it's a coors Light commercial. No, it's a Miller-like commercial. And then at the end, it's like, no, it's a Blue Moon commercial. Yeah,
1: that's right. Now,
0: a lot of people probably won't get that. To me, that was genius because in my day job at 9 a.m., I'm in the advertising world. That's my job at the radio station. So when I see that, you, that is own those three brands are owned by a company called Molson Coors. And so they were getting all their brands out there. And I thought it was genius how they kind of mixed everything in. Just like the old, it was It was like, it had the theme of the old um, taste great, less filling Miller Lite commercials. When the Miller Lite beer first came out, taste great, less filling, taste great, less filling. It was the same thing, Coors Lite commercial, Miller Lite commercial. And at the end, Blue Moon took over. I liked it. I can see how that wasn't a lot of people's favorites, though.
1: I thought that was a pretty good one, too. It was kind of funny at the end, at least. Again, okay, my favorite one was probably, and I love Breaking Bad, uh, Pop Popcorners, uh, with both characters from Breaking Bad, uh, Aaron Paul, Brian Cranston, and they were now manufacturing different kinds of chips and corners and they had the, the Mexican. He's like,
0: don't eat your own product remember yeah Cause that yeah, was from right the, that was from uh breaking Bad
1: right I, I thought that was great. they you had the Winnebago in the back that they used for the show uh I thought that was great and they had I forget the guy's name the one of the Mexican cartel leaders uh who right. was in there he was there as well taking the popcorns from them I thought that was pretty cool. I liked that
0: yeah so that anyway if you have a favorite commercial text it in to us eight oh eight two nine six fourteen twenty do we get any commercials text in? um i don't oh shape. here hank uh, texted in here uh the john that was a good one john travolta in the uh, uh the, on the commercial where he's singing the song from greece with those two other guys it was a commercial for it was towards the end it was a commercial for oh it was a cell phone carrier or not t-mobile thank you it was a t the t-mobile commercial was very very good that was good and how does john travolta look so young
1: Sometimes when I see him these days, he doesn't. You know what? Other one I liked a lot: the uh, Ben Affleck working at Dunkin' Donuts drive-through. Oh, that Jay- was the first one. Yeah, that was in the beginning. And J Lo drives up at the end. Is this what you say? you this what you're doing all day when you say you're going to work?
0: <laughs> I, I, I like
1: that one. I thought that was pretty cool too.
0: Yeah. All right. So eight zero eight two nine six fourteen twenty. Where we want to we want to get Animal Nations? Uh, Animal Nations' uh, favorite commercial. So, we'll uh, take those as we go along here in the morning. I know it's tough. Folks are driving to work. It's like, how do you? I'm going to text in my favorite commercial. I'm on my way to work. That's it. I'm turning the station. I'm going to go listen to Sunway. <laughs> 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 hey, not only is it uh, National Football Hangover Day today, it's also World Radio Day. We're celebrating, uh, you know, on all the ways that radio has improved our lives from access to information. Freedom of expression, and a lot more. It's a great way to win prizes as well.
1: Yeah, and so
0: keep le- it. You know what? Let's give away. Let's give away in a few minutes, a Dixie Grill gift certificate, twenty-five dollar Dixie Grill gift certificate. We're going to do that in just a couple of minutes here, and uh, so stay by the phone. Don't call in now, but uh, yeah, we'll give that away. Dixie Grill's got a great happy hour going on, by the way.
1: And radio has improved my life, so yes, I think we should celebrate it. Yes. There is a little bit of a hangover. I, you know, I say this every time. Any sports season ends after a okay, championship. here it comes. Here, yeah, it, here comes. it comes. Here it comes. Not if, you, it,
0: this. if you need to listen to your kids in the back seat or something, now's the time to turn down the radio. Go ahead, Gary. I think they did
1: that when you started talking. Uh, but anyway. Uh, yeah, this, but this is thing, the
0: part where Gary's sad because the season ends. Go
1: ahead. I'm sad when the season ends, and it is a little depressing. I mean, I mean the XFL is starting next week, but <laughs> it's not quite the same as oh, the Oh, stop
0: it. You, you're going to tune into the XFL?
1: Uh, if there's a Hawaii connection, I probably will. But i college basketball is where it's at for me now. We're right around the corner from March Madness. But seriously, when when it, and NFL is so great. Uh, I and I don't feel as much when hockey ends, even though I love hockey. But when NBA, the NBA, even the World Series, you know that those when the the sports are at their best when you have a championship. So you know we'll have to have the countdown for early September when we'll have the first NFL game but all in all it was a great ride and I'm 90 glad
0: we... 90 minutes in and you're you have nothing else to say about the Super Bowl I've been talking
1: about it for the in. last hour and a half bozo
0: and that's all you got I now got more. it's the now that's the end of the show where Gary's sad that the season's over
1: Yes, I am. I've I got plenty to talk about with this game. I again I thought Okay, here's Work one what? thing. Okay, let me talk me talk. I've been talking about it for ninety minutes. One thing I thought was interesting was okay, the Kelsey brothers connection. And after the mm-hmm. game you see mom on the field going up with Travis, she's celebrating and she's all happy and Travis is happy. Then there's another video of her going up to Jason and he's obviously very upset and sad and everything. They had a really long embrace. Well I'm thinking to myself, what mom is saying, Oh honey, it's okay, it's okay. By the way, I've been on T V all week. Everybody loves me now. I'm a celebrity. It's okay, honey. You'll win another one. She's probably <laughs> ecstatic because she was like big man on campus all week. She's now an instant celebrity.
0: Why is the mom, and I guess we just celebrate moms more than dads, why aren't we celebrating Mr. Kelsey? I don't think he's he around. He probably taught him football.
1: I'm not sure if he's alive or if he's drunk. I read about his family, their family members there, and the dad was not mentioned at all.
0: Oh, so, that's, so I mean, she I, was I, sitting next to somebody else. I thought that was the dad.
1: I think she was, wasn't she in the commissioner's booth. Wasn't she next to Roger Goodell? I have no yeah, they, idea. They showed on TV who she was next to. And that, that wasn't there. was another wasn't another Kelsey in the booth with her?
0: Oh, okay. It was just some dude.
1: Well, Roger Goodell, I think, was on one. Well, side. she's
0: pretty popular nowadays. Maybe yeah. it's a new boyfriend. Yeah,
1: <laughs> got some
0: gold digger. Hey. Okay, it's seven thirty-one. Is it Surf Report time now, Tanner? Traffic now. We'll be right back. ESPN Honolulu.
2: Good
3: morning,
0: National Football Hangover Day. It's this uh, Monday after every Super Bowl. And you know what? I think they did it. They did it in Tennessee. They were trying, the lawmakers in Tennessee were trying to get this uh, Super Bowl Monday passed as a holiday. Now, they had to give one up, as I suggested we do here in Hawaii, Uh, but they're giving up uh, Columbus Day. They don't call it Columbus Day anymore, I guess, in a lot of places, because after all this time we found out what a um, horrible person Christopher Columbus was, and so people are glad to be like, yeah, let's have Super Bowl Hangover Day instead. We'll take that one off. Oh, they should do it. They should be a national holiday. really should be.
1: I, I think it could be, or none no, of it could be. I would like it as well. I think it probably won't happen, because not no. even though most people like that. Yeah, uh, Donna Mercado
0: Kim doesn't want it to happen, <laughs> so it's not happening. Her and Donovan Dela Cruz don't want... Michelle Kidani is not on that bandwagon, I'll tell you that much. 7.37 in the morning with the Sports Animals. Now, they say it's going to be mostly sunny today, but the rest of this week it is going to be uh, wet and stormy again. You know, if the... I like it. I I, I just feel bad because it brings on more traffic and more traffic accidents, which really suck for people, but I love the wet weather. All right, uh, 808-296-1420, our number to text in here with Chris and Gary. And uh, we're talking about uh, being devastated by the – because I keep saying, hey, you know what, it's a game. If your team lost, it's a game. Move on. And then Gary reminded me that back in 2007, I was uh, very upset when Hawaii lost the Sugar Bowl. And somebody said, Sugar Bowl was okay to be devastated because we know that's a once-in-a-lifetime game. Oh, Okay. That makes sense. Best text of the day.
1: But it's also the same thing for the Eagles fans. You don't get to go to a Super Bowl that often unless you're a Tom Brady, you know, for the last 20 years. Some teams go twice. That's usually, and a lot of teams don't go at all. So when you do get there and you lose, especially in that fashion that the Eagles did, I can understand, not the violence, but I can understand the frustration and maybe a little bit of a depression amongst the people. I'm sure there's a lot of people not going to work or school today in the Philly area.
0: <laughs> oh, team lost. <laughs> I was okay the next day. or Actually, I was okay later on that night. Now, Why? Bourbon Street helped that out a little bit. But, <laughs> uh, our next texter, thank you guys uh, for listening today. Philadelphia loses MLS Soccer Championship, MLB Championship, and now NFL Championship. First team to lose all three in one year, or the first city to lose all in one year, they say. I
1: like that. <laughs> Why? Because, I mean, they're kind of rivals of New York. So, you know, I'm, you know I don't, I'd be envious if they were able to win that many championships and New York wasn't.
0: Talking about the uh, field condition, the grass groomer is the same guy from number one Super Bowl, and he's 90 years old. His last time, now he's retiring. Is that the guy who came to Hawaii? That's I can't remember mentioned. his name. George... He's, written, he's written a book. But uh, anyway, so. But that guy, he's, is he 90 years old? Wow, he looks like he's 50. He walks around like he's 50. Uh, let's see, here we go. Uh, next texter says So is talking about UH men's basketball a, top, a taboo topic this week? LOL. You know what? We Everyone wants to talk about the Super Bowl. But yeah, that was a, another tale of two halves. Horrible first half. Samuta Vale was Superman in the second half. We'll uh, probably spend more time on that, but thank you for calling in at 808-296-1420. George Toma. Somebody texted in. Toma. Yeah, 94 thing,
1: years old, it says.
0: Wow. Dude's going to live forever. You remember him? He was here, yeah. in the, what, 10 years ago or something? I thought, it was, I I
1: thought think, June brought him in. I thought June Jones brought him in.
0: Oh, okay. So he was only like 70 back then, but Get he looked like he was like four. Yeah, gosh. Okay, let's see. You uh, Next texter, thank you. You can be upset about the outcome, but it doesn't justify damage to property. No. Okay. Talking about Philadelphia fans. Philadelphia fans in Philadelphia, not in Hawaii. Right. Uh, here's one. Ah, oh, another conspiracy. The NFL needs a new face since Tom Brady retired. Mahomes is the new face. I don't think that's a conspiracy. That's just what we're watching unfold.
1: Definitely. I mean, what he has done has been something, maybe something just a little short of spectacular in his career. What he's accomplished at an early age, the way he goes about it, uh, it's incredible. And you can even say, yeah, coming back from that ankle injury, especially getting hobble, hobbling off the field in the end of the first half yesterday, I didn't have a lot of hope. So, yeah, maybe the NFL needs a new face, but it doesn't like they're – they're structuring it on their own or having it play out this way because of something they're doing behind the scenes. <laughs> it was that scenes. referee. Yeah what was the final pro football reference last week leaked out the final score people thought it was accurate but the NFL is rigged I think they had 37-34. How close were wow. they to the final score? That's incredible. It
0: was rigged. Yeah. It was. <laughs> yeah right. Uh, we should be talking about that this morning. <laughs> yeah. What did you what did you um, what did you predict the score would be?
1: I, I, and I did pick Kansas City to win. I think I had something like 28 24 or 31 27, something. Uh, oh, that's
0: pretty close. Not bad. You know I had Philadelphia, and I think, I, if I'm remembering correctly, and this is what I had put down for pigskin picks Eagles 24 to 17. I just thought it would be because these really good defenses that's going to cancel everything out. And it was kind of like that until the fourth quarter came and Kansas City puts up 17.
1: Yeah, you know, I, and I had people, you know, tell my, my brother went to Vegas for the game. and He's asking my opinion. He said the last four Super Bowls have all been under. Again, that has nothing to do with this year's Super Bowl. Right. The defenses had it maybe think had people thinking it's going to be a low scoring game, like you said. But I also look at these offenses and what the Eagles have done in the first two playoff games. They scored, I believe, a combined sixty nine points, so they could put up points. And yet, Kansas City probably better than the Giants, not better than the Niners' defense. Still, the Eagles were great offensively, so I'm not surprised. They were able to score. With the Chiefs doing what they've done all year, if they were fairly healthy with Kelsey coming back and, of course, so home, yeah, they should have put in the 30-point 30, 30 range. So I'm not that surprised that the score got into the 30s the way it did.
0: Are the Philadelphia Eagles, did they even belong in that Super Bowl?
1: I say yes. They, they've answered that all season long. I'm talking
0: long. to San Francisco 49ers oh,
1: fans. Okay.
0: Think about how good the 49ers were. And all of a sudden they didn't have a quarterback. True. If if the if Brock Purdy was playing, if Brock Purdy was playing in the NFC championship game, would we have watched the San Francisco Four, would we see the 49ers lose to the Chiefs? I'm not going there. But yeah. I'm saying that's you know what, coming up next year. Now the Chiefs are already uh the the big favorite to win the Super Bowl next year, uh, according to Las Vegas. You know how's the next spec's odds? Not the Eagles, the 49ers. And that's, and that's Vegas. That doesn't mean anything. But at the same time, is Trey Lance going to bring them to the, 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 the Super Bowl next year?
1: Well, what about Brock Purdy? He'll be a back that's at what some I'm saying.
0: point. I'm saying uh, he's pretty, pretty good.
1: Well, you're saying Trey Lance. I'm talking about Brock
2: Purdy. Brock Purdy won't Trey- be available because he needs to get Tommy John surgery, and it's going to take about ah, 9 to 12 months that's to right. recover. Thank but you. I thought he was so still Trey going to get Lance, another opinion. So Trey
0: Lance is going to – he. You, that's who you're going to be counting on. Thank you, Tanner. That's who you're counting on. Is Trey Lance the guy? We don't know yet.
1: Interesting, yeah? It is, but we didn't know Brock Purdy was going to be the guy and it showed that.
0: Steve Spurrier is not walking through that door.
1: Maybe Josh Johnson will take a step oh, and no. elevate his game, you know, Poor in – uh, I'll go to his 15th team. One or the other will happen. Okay.
0: 808-296-1420. Here's a text. I still think Tua is better than Hurts. That's tough, man. That's tough because Jalen Hurts is the complete quarterback. Jalen, Tua is, Tua, Jalen, what do you have, 15 carries for 70 yards? Is that what uh, Jalen had yesterday? Yes. And he's gotten better and better and better. I think both guys are good leaders. I think Jalen Hurts' leadership is over the top. I'm not saying that Tua is not a leader. Jalen Hurts, as a leader, from what we read over and over and over again, from his days at Alabama, Oklahoma, and in Philly, his leadership, his his skills are out of this world. Those guys would run through a brick wall over and over again for Jalen Hurts. His passing used to be like a 57% completion kind of guy, and now it's gone up in the 60s or something like that. That pass to A.J. Brown, that bomb in the end zone, that was a thing of beauty. Jalen Hurts is, I'm not, I don't want to say who's better or whatever, but, you know, Tua is more accurate. Tua has a nicer ball. He can just drop it in between the, the safeties and linebackers. You know, someone like Travis Kelsey, uh, would benefit greatly from a quarterback, you know, like, well, he has Patrick Mahomes, he has the GOAT, but at the same time, you know, the, the Tua just has that great touch. It's very accurate. But Jalen Hurts, I mean, look where he's come from and look where he's at. Jalen Hurts would have been a Super Bowl MVP if he didn't get hurt, maybe the league MVP this year. I mean, if they win those games, I mean, if they didn't get mahomes Jalen Hurts had a great game, 300 yards, three touchdowns rushing, one passing, 70 on the ground. Can you think of a better performance, single performance, by somebody in the Super Bowl, statistically? I'm just going off of statistics.
1: Well, that's why I said he could have been the MVP on the losing team, and I, w- I wouldn't have think that was that r- outrageous if that happened. Jalen Hurts is a better runner than Tua, and I'll use the old Barry Sanders, Emmitt Smith uh, kind of way of thinking. If you put Tua Tango Bailoa on that offensive line, what about what he would do over the course of a season? And if Jalen Hurts was on Miami's offensive line, would he be able, able to be as effective?
0: I don't know. One thing for sure is um, I didn't I didn't see a sack in that game, but there was one. And that must have been, was that when, and Animal Nation, help me out, and we see all your texts coming in. Was he, like, running and then he ran out of bounds? To He was going back to pass and then, Tanner, jump in.
2: Yeah so in there was one where he did go out of the pocket and did try to run for some extra yardage but instead ran out of bounds one yard behind the uh line of scrimmage. So technically yeah it was a sack but oh. there were no like I don't want to say like real sacks but yeah there were no like there real wasn't any sacks real in sacks. this game.
0: Yeah, because I thought that if you become a runner, that's not a sack anymore. But anyway, hey, you know what? we got to check our traffic. Be back with your texts and calls at 808-296-1420. And no, Rainbow Warrior basketball isn't taboo today. But let's get through the Super Bowl stuff first on ESPN Honolulu. Honolulu. hey what do you think about the uh national anthem we uh we, we gave our thoughts on the super bowl halftime show uh but and, and you know what it, it seems to be like half and half or even more people are actually saying they liked uh rihanna in the halftime show right i i i didn't i thought it was you know i wanted somebody else i wanted somebody else to jump in and because that's what we've seen in these uh, these super Super Bowl shows but Jay-Z
1: anyway. was there she'd worked with Jay-Z Told you what people were wondering about that. As far as the well, national, he,
0: he was the guy that does, he does the Super Bowl show. I know some. He was there. He yeah. was
1: available. In other words, is what people are uh, wondering why maybe he, and he collaborated with her in the past. So why oh. couldn't he show up or walk out on stage? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, again, we talked about halftime national anthem. Again, it's hard to have a bad version of it as long as you're a singer, not like Roseanne Barr or Carl Lewis way back when. I thought it was a good version. I mean, people at again the awesome. Cahuilla Avenue Food Hall were all applauding. Including myself. I thought
0: that was I thought that you know what? I thought that was the best uh, national anthem I, I best one ever. Better than Whitney Houston way back yeah. in the early 90s? Okay. Whitney Houston was good. you know why? I mean Chris Stapleton I, go listen to some of his music. I mean this guy is this guy is pure soul, man. I mean this guy is that that voice of his. And that's just my opinion.
1: has a great voice.
0: You know, but if somebody, if somebody, you know, it's like, how dare you say because Whitney Houston, you, you know, you it's like you have to say that Whitney Houston is the best. You have to say that Michael Jackson's halftime show was the best. <laughs> I don't know, man. That, Chris Stapleton, that guy rocked it. I mean, that was, that was, that was, a that was America right there. And that you know what? Good. He stayed with it himself. He didn't try to hold notes. You know, sometimes it's like, a, and the, of the free. Me hold this and the crowd goes you know it's like you know this is my style baby and this is my america and we got to live that for a minute and a half or whatever i
1: loved it i loved it that's a good point how you described it yeah i mean i, I don't i'm not going to listen to his music i'm not a country music fan but i thought he did a great job
0: yeah uh babyface a little disappointed i mean it was okay i like babyface I, I got in, in my office here i got a gold record for oh no i got a platinum record from babyface
1: where did you baby steal that
0: from? Uh, Babyface and I go way back. No, nah, we don't. But anyway, <laughs> record company sent it in my past life. But I've always been a Babyface fan, and that was okay. What I did th- think was cool was, I believe, if I correct me if I'm wrong, uh, he's left-handed. He was playing that guitar upside down, Jimi Hendrix style.
1: Oh, wow. I didn't notice that.
0: Well, no, of course you didn't.
1: <laughs> I was a little busy at that time. But.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. 808-296-1420. Uh, Brennan, thank you for texting in. He says, uh, Eagles tight end should have been MVP. Dallas Goddard?
1: That's what he means. I don't know I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, he had a good game. He had some really nice catches, actually, but MVP?
0: Oh, no. I don't know.
1: Six uh, catches, 60 yards.
0: Oh, here's one. Animals should ask Kurt Favela if he wants to be the next UH president. From custodian to president. I don't think he was a custodian. I thought Kurt Favella was just like a, a garbage man, we call it. He worked for the refuge department. And then, uh, you know. I was wondering about Travis Kelsey's mom. And uh, I, I thought that the dad was sitting next to her. And then uh, many people, including Uncle Kimamo, texted in and said, DeMar Hamlin was sitting next to okay. his mom. And then the dad is still in the picture from what we hear, so thank you for texting in. He just doesn't like to be on TV. Mom apparently loves to be on TV, which is (laughs) fine, which is cool. America loves Mrs. Kelsey. All right, 808-296-1420. The best commercial, hands down, according to Thomas, I'm Batman. I don't remember that one.
1: That's a, that's a Michael Keaton commercial I thought um, I don't know but I remember he did that famously at a college um, graduation speech years ago I have two words I want to leave you if you leave take anything away from today these two words I'm Batman and he walked away but that was on the commercial I don't I don't remember seeing that but I don't know anybody anything else where somebody would say I'm Batman and Michael Keaton saying that recently or in recent years
0: uh, Oh maybe it's a oh I see maybe you're not from this one. Uh, here's one: If Jalen Hurts runs the ball eight to twelve to fifteen times a game for seventeen games, he could be out of the league in four years. I don't know, Jalen Hurts. I, I understand what you're saying. Dude is strong. You see his lower body. The guy that can. Uh, line? The line. well, the um, he can. Uh, what do you call it? It's not bench pressing. Like well, press. Squat six hundred fifty pounds. Huh. Wow. I mean, I squat too, but that's you know in the bathroom over here hey good morning happy super bowl hangover day we'll be back with our top headlines coming up next on espn honolulu We're celebrating World Radio Day along with National Football Hangover Day. It's every day after the Super Bowl. Well, it's a good thing uh, the Philadelphia legislature passed a law that allowed kids to go to school two hours later today. And, and it's not because of the kids; it's because the parents were you know looting and, <laughs> and tipping over cars and things like that. Mom and Dad are going to have to sleep in a little bit, so uh, we'll get you to school by noon, Junior. all right welcome to the show chris hart and gary dickman or gary dickman and chris hart depending if you're going in or out of town our top stories today really have been uh really been the super bowl we will i guess eventually get someday uh get to the rainbow warrior basketball team somebody accused us of being homers and uh not you know wanting to talk about it but it just seems that with the uh uh, rainbow warriors it seems to be like same old same old it's like no new news they played one half of great basketball and one half of bad basketball. I don't know how that happens over and over again. As a player, you've got to be aware of this.
1: Oh, they are aware of it, definitely. Even when Aron Gannat came on in the postgame with Josh, one of his first comments, when right? I'm paraphrasing a little, I'm getting tired of saying the same thing all over and over again. You know, how he's disappointed in not being consistent and the lack of defense and lack of shooting. It's just it's seemingly a lot of games recently where they haven't been able to put together a 40 minutes. You know, I give credit to the opponents. Fullerton is a good team. They're a game in back of us in the standing. They've beaten Hawaii three games in a row now. Overtime yeah. in January, the Big West tournament last year. I forget about the game before that. I don't want to say they have Hawaii's number. And it was a well, great
0: comeback. They've had their number three games in a row.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that would constitute me thinking that they have their number necessarily, but they have one, like you said, and that again they had made Hawaii did make a great comeback, and it would have been a perfect scenario for them to get the shot. A la the Diamond Head Classic Championship against SMU with Jovan three shots in the last seven seconds. That that game, I mean, it hurt. It was a great crowd, just under four thousand. Nick Lachey was there. Uh, it was just. Uh, too little, too late. Bernardo getting into foul trouble, getting two fouls early in the second half, although the smaller lineup seemed to work better. And uh, just Hawaii did play better in the second half, but he couldn't overcome. I mean, Jovan, who I still feel is the best player, the MVP of this team, he shot one for 11. One for No, that for 11. makes you
0: not your, your best team. I, I think Samuta Vea, especially these last few games, I mean, if he can put two halves together, I mean, the guy who had 12 points, 17 rebounds, he had a double-double in one half of play.
1: He also mm-hmm. shot four for 11. I'm not trying to uh, put him down. The, off, the rebounding was fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. And he did, did get a rebound to take that last shot of the game. Uh, got to get a little bit better in the shooting. But, again, it was contagious. To me, what stands out, again, not only Jovan struggling, but Noel Coleman two for nine. The backcourt uh, not shooting the ball that well. Combined three for 20. And when Hawaii, Ouch. Yeah. when Hawaii What happened
0: to, to Noel Coleman? I've not seen people
1: double him. People are like, oh, they're doubling him.
0: Well, I'm not seeing that anymore.
1: They're, they are they doubled him maybe a little earlier, still really denying him the ball and playing such tight defense on him. He does get open, and he has – on Thursday he had five threes. I mm. believe it was five – I think it was on Thursday he had those five threes, yes. Right. Uh, still just – he hasn't had a, as good of a year as he had last year that's for sure. I don't think it's really oh, the shooting numbers are down. Part of it is the team's really keen on him. Kamaka I, has really stepped up of late. He had 29 last week but then he only had three first half points. He had a better second half as well.
0: Yeah, these guys it's it's frustrating I think for some fans because this is it. This is your last year for Kamaka Hepa. This is your last year for Samuta Avea. This is your last year for Noel Coleman. Probably, not definitely. Probably, yeah. at, at least he's hinted towards that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, this, this is it. This is your window. I, I mean, come on, we we need to, you know, go far and get to the tournament. Before the Harry Rulia Def era begins.
1: Davis Rositis is not walking through that door. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's still playing, though. But yeah, I mean, there have been some disappointing games. But and again, that happens to other teams as well. By the way, this doesn't make big news. But what? our correspondent. What?
0: Wait, a wait, 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 wait
1: What did you say? I said. Well, I said one of the things I said. This does not make big news. This is disappointing, but. This
0: happens to other teams
1: as well? Yeah, Yeah, other teams have lost games. I mean, um, Cal Poly and CSUN have beaten teams the first top two spots in the standings. Hawaii's worst loss on paper is to Davis. I I don't think that's what
0: people are texting in about or calling in about. It's because you can't put a whole half of basketball together. That's the frustrating part. And no, other
1: teams aren't doing that. Well, other teams are losing to bottom feeders. Hawaii has not. So, which would, oh, you ra- which would you rather that's have? That's your
0: claim that that's your claim to glory. I that's think my that, claim that, to that, glory. That helps you. That helps you sleep better at night. Well, we beat the really bad teams? Woo!
1: Well, if you, if you, if you let's if you, go, Bose. Uh, it's not my claim to glory. I don't know where you're getting that from. But my point is, Hawaii hasn't had a bad loss. They've had games where they haven't played consistently, but which would you rather have? Having you know, other teams have a bad 40 minutes when they lose to a bottom feeder. Mm-hmm. So, which would you rather have? Uh, you're going to get some losses. We haven't had a loss you're not supposed to get. We say that all the time. That's one of your favorite expressions that you like to use pretty often. Well,
0: was supposed to win this game? They're playing at home with a team that's won less conference games than they have. Hawaii got beat by a lesser team. By two games,
1: though. It's not like they're that far away. They've also won no, three but, out of four. you
0: just said, we haven't beaten somebody that was lesser than us. I said we haven't Fullerton lost to a bad
1: team. I said we haven't lost to a bad team. They're not a bad team. They've Tanner, won Tanner, roll back out of four. the tape,
0: and let's move on. The Rainbow Wahine, eh? uh, they don't have a problem. There's A lot of their uh, top players are gone, and they went on the road. I'm not putting the men's team down, but I'm just saying. Hey, follow what the Wahine are doing. Get another road sweep.
1: you going to need it now. What, what do you mean another road sweep? I don't think they've had one in conference, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they had one last time they went out on the road. Look it up, Dickman. Look it up. Um, they didn't. They lost the last time they were on the road. That's when Jovi got hurt, but nice try. Uh, no, they did. They had one because I'm reading uh, something uh, from the Star Advertiser somewhere that said it was another one.
0: Anyway, okay. go ahead and talk about the game now. Which one? Wahine win okay. on the road.
1: Yeah, I think that was impressive. They need to keep winning. They're in third place right now. They still are three games out of first. One thing about with them winning the way they have lately, pro- one of the problems is, is that Long Beach State on the women's side isn't losing. They're 12-2 and two in conference. So if you're trying to get to that regular season title, all you can do is control what you are doing, and they are taking care of business, especially without those players, as you mentioned. But if Long Beach State continues to win, it's going to be a uh, really tough to get to that conference championship as far as the regular season i'm just Uh, taking
0: it game by game though with the wahine with how they're depleted i'm just i'm just really enjoying um you know the grittiness of this team
1: okay (laughs) i'm just talking about
0: go ahead let's move on rainbow wahine softball team uh they have a little tournament uh against utah tech that used to be dixie state utah tech and saint mary's and uh, Hawaii goes 3-3. Three and three. I mean, they had one game where they won like 16-2. to two, Yeah. And them. then other ones that were kind of disappointing uh, losses. But, you know, Coach, just trying to figure stuff out here um, with this game. Brianna Lopez did not have a good outing. Um, well, it wasn't really her, the, the Lopez. It was the lack of offense that some of these, uh, which brought on, I think, some of these losses. She was 2-1. And that's, and that's just kind of skimming through this is that uh, the offense,
1: I think they got to pick up the offense a little bit. Don't quote me on that yet. Yeah, two and one, Brianna, went over the weekend. And, you know, they Friday night, I guess it was, I know Tanner was at the game, too, and talking to Josh who did the play-by-play, uh, the wind was really uh, a pain. It really came into play. They had to stop the game several times because of the wind. Wow. And it was just really messy out there, but there were still four home runs in that Friday night game, despite the big wins. And you know, there's some top top competition, I guess. Bob Coolin said, that, you know, they played really well uh, in the first three games, just they didn't bring it enough in the last three games. But hopefully, they can still make up for it. At least they didn't have a losing record this weekend, but they were two and two, two and zero after uh, Friday and one and one, right. uh, three and one after Saturday. Yeah, and I, I you know, you, you said that these are two really good teams. Is that what you just said? I, I think the St. Mary's I heard was supposed to be good. They beat Hawaii. yesterday. Utah Tech. I'm not sure about. Yeah, Utah
0: Utah Tech is Dixie State. I mean, they were in, not too long ago. They were in the Pac West, so I think that Hawaii uh, should win games against somebody like uh, Utah Tech. I just on the surface of it, it's not a uh, program where you're like, hey, these guys are really good on the Division One level. But uh, anyway, hey, early in the season, and uh, what's next for the Rainbow Wahine? I think they play Montana coming up. I couldn't tell you when that is, but it's uh, very very soon, Montana is next on the docket.
1: I thought they were going to Vegas for that tournament. That's coming up, so they have that long term. So they'll
0: play Montana in that tournament. It must be is what I saw. But that's the next one uh, for the Rainbow Wahine. Rainbow Warrior football team is going at it uh, at practice today. And they're going at it right now. Not today, not Monday today. When are they practicing? I thought it was Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. They have today
2: off for the Super Bowl they're they're go oh. they're resuming practice tomorrow
0: <laughs> so they're going to practice wednesday i wonder anyway we'll see but uh, that's nice they got the uh, you know the, the day off for the super bowl super why would they bowl. need today super off for of the super bowl because,
2: because, because they're being they're,
0: nice uh, no no <laughs> it's the coaches <laughs> that need the day off yeah. from the super bowl Not the student-athletes. They're all in class. All right. Uh, Let's see. We're getting into the Super Bowl. Call 808-296-1420, or you can text in. We're asking folks to text in your favorite Super Bowl commercials. Uh, But let's go to the uh, text line as we speak. And here's one that says, thank God for UH baseball. Starts on Friday.
1: Yeah. Let's go, Rainbows. I'm looking forward to that. Nothing like opening weekend and baseball or opening night. It should be great.
0: Here's a text. It's kind of long, and <laughs> we were talking. Tanner, by the way, predicted that the score would be 37 to 34, so he was very, very close as well. But uh, some uh, some people were saying the Super Bowl score got leaked in advance. What I was saying, and it's that's I'm recapping because I'm getting to a text here, Gary. So the Super Bowl score got released in advance, so that therefore. The Super Bowl is rigged, and the NFL is rigged. Somebody else texted in <laughs> and says, "If the NFL was rigged, the Cowboys would win the Super Bowl every year." <laughs> but here's one: it says, "I can see how the NFL could be rigged. It wouldn't be scripted play for play. The NFL could just buzz down to referees to call a certain flag and certain situations to possibly influence the game and the direction the NFL of the of the NFL, I guess." Both the games of the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl had questionable calls. The fifth down that was given to Kansas City in the AFC Championship game, and this last one where Bradbury has called for holding when it doesn't even look like he's got a tug of the jersey at all. It's definitely a possibility at the end of the day. The NFL is a business, but there's just no way to prove it and probably never will be.
1: Uh, the fifth down in the AFC Championship game was the correct call. By rule, it wasn't even debatable when you hear the explanation by the NFL. Just that I don't think fans understood it. And yesterday's uh, game with the bad, call, well, the supposed bad call on Bradbury, it was the right call. I don't think there's any disputing that, even though some fans won't admit that or acknowledge that. <laughs>
0: uh, football is not fake. People are fake. Thank you. <laughs> uh, here's one about Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Favela. Uh, nah, Favela's just garbage. They said to Favela, uh, in the words of Tanner Hayworth, Favela is a fake tough guy. Thank you, Kevin, for your text. Hopefully, you don't live and have a beach. <laughs> yeah. It's going to come to your door. Here's a text at 808 296 1420 Philadelphia's O line should create a rugby team. Their scrum play was very effective. Man, they got that thing down.
1: That is an incredible offensive line, definitely.
0: Well, it was just that whole that whole rugby scrum thing they do. Whether they need a couple of yards for a first down, or they want to go, uh, you know, they want to go, uh, you know, they're on the goal line. It's man, I mean, Mulata, the guy's like 6'6", 350 pounds, and he runs like a
1: running back. <laughs> Human beings should not be created that way. It's crazy. Philadelphia went for it on fourth down twice and were successful both times, and the offensive line really did its job. I thought those were questionable calls as far as going. It It was fairly early in the game, I think second quarter, but it was no problem for Philadelphia because of the O-line. All right,
0: 808-296-1420. If you remember a favorite Super Bowl commercial, we're taking a poll. Get it in here, 808-296-1420. i tell you what, um, let's see. We are going to – you know what (laughs) – Derek Lowe is scheduled to join us next, and let's lead in with this. And I I promised like 45 minutes ago we were going to give away a Dixie Grill gift certificate. We'll give that away uh, after we talk with Derek Lowe. But uh, this one says, Aloha again, animals. I don't understand the offensive lapses, talking about UH basketball, game after game, and it seems to happen at home. I hate to bring up coaching, but what do you think? Going small helped in the second half. Do you think UH will do that in upcoming games? Many props to the Polynesian connection.
1: Great game. And looks both to be getting much more tougher. I think depending on the game situation as far as going small or not, but they did it not because they really wanted to necessarily. Bernardo had his fourth foul early. Kamaka had four fouls and ended up fouling out, I guess, late. But when Bernardo got his fourth foul, it wasn't a game almost like Thursday where you needed more sec uh, because uh, Fullerton wasn't that tall, kind of like UC San Diego. So the smaller lineup worked. Beyond Riley was in uniform. He was bandaged up on his left leg, and I saw him after the game where he was still limping. So people were wondering if he was in uniform, why didn't he play, which is something I wondered during the game, seeing him afterwards. He wasn't obviously able to, and seeing him limp like that was easily the reason why, probably the best decision. But hopefully he'll be back next Saturday. They're off until Saturday. They have a key game against Long Beach State on the road.
0: All right, uh, Derek Lowe joins us next. Hey, uh, folks, Disney Junior Live on tour. Disney Junior live on tour. It's coming to town March 18th and 19th at the Concert Hall. Great place for a show. All your kids' favorite Disney friends will be there. Also, Marvel's Spidey and friends. Oh, I'm sorry. Spidey and his amazing friends are going to be there. <laughs> hey, if you got little kids, they're going to love it. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Good morning, Super Bowl, National Super Bowl Hangover Day with the animals on ESPN Honolulu. Derek Lowe joins us now from the, on the Aloha Kia hotline. Derek, how's it going? How did you, you enjoy the game yesterday?
5: Hey, I'm doing good. Yeah, man, I, was a pretty, uh, I did watch the game. It was, it was actually entertaining. Did it did go you, as well as you thought it was? What, the game? I thought it was boring yeah, for a little game. while,
0: but uh, it was a great uh-huh. fourth quarter. Who are you rooting for? Did you have a dog in this fight?
5: I did not have any dog in this fight, you know. Um, I had all my glory last year when the Rams took it all, because my dad has been a lifelong Rams fan, so uh-huh. you know inherently I, I followed along. But uh, but yes, yeah, so I had no dog in this fight.
0: Hey, you got to tell Uncle Ken then that uh, one of Maurice Jones-Drew predicted uh-huh. that the Rams would
1: be in the Super Bowl next year.
5: Oh, there you go. That's encouraging.
1: <laughs> I remember last year you and your dad were at the Kuhio Avenue Food Hall with us, watching the Rams with that Super Bowl win, but uh, that was yet last year. Now we're back for the Super Bowl yesterday, but let's talk some UH basketball. Let's talk first, Derek, about Saturday night's first half. I don't know if I've seen anything that, um, I mean, ugly is not the right word, but when you hit the first two shots, why up 6 nothing and then only scored nine points after that, missed 19 of 20 field goals after that. What, was, what were you thinking when you watched him perform so poorly in that first half?
5: Well, first of all, like you said, after those first two threes, oh, I thought we were going to get some, some, uh, a show in the first half, you know what I mean? Because the game before, we shot decently, you know, from the three. And, uh, um, and then, yeah, then all of a sudden we went cold. But like I said, uh, uh, you know, during the radio the other day during the game, uh, credit to Cal State Fullerton's defense. Um, the way they play, it's just it's just very irritating. You know, I mean, it's, it's not in a bad way. It's, it's, they, <laughs> they, they irritate you, you know, they get under your skin. They they're provoke like pests. you. They're pests. Yeah, yeah, pests. Exactly, pests. So it's like playing against the uh, four Patrick Beverlys you know, of all uh-huh. different sizes. So um, the way they play defense, right? The, if, if if Hawaii penetrated. They were sending help from all different angles. I couldn't figure out who was supposed to help because it wasn't always, you know, the closest guy. Sometimes they would draw help from the bottom guy and then they would rotate. And then, you know, guys from the top side were were sending help down to the baseline, you know. So it it was just very, it was was confusing. But again, it just kind of created a lot of chaos for Hawaii. And I think it made them overthink things um, in the first half. They weren't sure who to skip the ball to. They weren't sure, you know, Of of anything while penetrating, but then you know, Hawaii as being as resilient and responsive as they are, they started to figure it out a little bit more in the second half.
0: Oh, okay. I was going to ask you so, did they was uh Cal State Fullerton continuing to do that in the play defense that way
5: in the second half? And we just figured it out. Is that that's basically what happened? Yeah, we just figured it out. Um, Hawaii started to get a little bit more comfortable, they started to, I think, drive with a purpose, so Mm. you know, they they'll they'll penetrate, they'll assume the help that was coming and then they'll make the quick pass to the open guy. And then as you saw, we had several possessions where either Kamakahepa just caught and shot without even uh, thinking about it.
2: Yeah.
5: Or, you know, catch, draw the rotation, extra pass, extra pass, wide open shot. So we started to do a lot of those and those are great rhythm possessions. So, you know, Hawaii did start to figure it out and, and, and get and catch a little rhythm from there.
1: You mentioned Kamakahepa, and I've seen this more so in the first half of games over this Big West season where he'll get the ball early on and fire up a three rather quickly, and I can tell immediately it's going to be short or off. But when he does take his time and gets a little set, they usually have more chances of success.
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, I can't say because, I, I mean, it, it, it's either or. I, I've seen sometimes when Kamakahepa you know, catches the ball and kind of overthinks it, and then he, he shorts it. And then sometimes, like, like in the second half, you know, you saw Kamaka Hepa just catch the ball and, and, just, and just commit to the shot, you know. And sometimes yeah. when you do that, you can, you, you can find a little bit more of a rhythm. But also, you know, what, 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 what comes with that is a couple of times he did get challenged and blocked, right, which you don't yeah. see too often someone challenging Kamaka Hepa's shot. But, um, but I did like his mindset, you know. He kind of just had it in his head where, okay, man, if I get this open look, I'm not going to pass it up because, He has made a few, so that's a good thing about Kamaka.
1: I think also when we go into halftime hoping for a run like you see San Diego where Hawaii opened up with a 15-0 run in the second half. You were hoping for the same on Saturday and maybe started off a little bit of a run, but Fullerton got up by I believe 18 was the most they got up and it was with uh, four minutes or three minutes gone in the second half. Big key was Bernardo De Silva picking up two quick fouls in that second half. Takes him out of the game. He didn't play again after that, but then the smaller lineup seemed to work. They didn't put more sec in there in the second half. I think he only played a few minutes in the first half, but why was that small lineup working better?
5: Yeah, well, I mean, I think they matched up a little bit better on, mm. on defense, right, because um, Fullerton uh, kind of went away from Vincent Lee, right, and they went for the more smaller, uh, their, their smaller bigs. You know, they, they, they only used Bastion you know, for 11 minutes and 30 seconds. Oh, I forget, what, what's the other guy's name? They had another big uh, who was a lot smaller, but um, yeah, they went towards him, so Hawaii had to adjust uh, Coach Ganat said he used he put Kamaka at the five and Samuta at the four and and that's when they started to you know really get things going a little bit rhythm. But I also think you know having Kamaka guard someone like San Antonio, you know who's who who can really mix it up on the outside was difficult in the beginning. And then also you know you have your sub Harry really Def trying to chase um, Jones around. You know that's that's a hard cover, but um. You know, once Hawaii went small, I think it was a little bit easier defensively for them.
1: Talking about defense, the trails are right. Well, Wrightsell comes in. Wrightsell Jr. having a really good season. I believe he's fourth in the conference in scoring. He had a pretty quiet 11 points, and I was thinking about Hawaii's defense against Bryce Pope the other night. He had a very quiet 10 points. Elijah Pepper, I believe, had around 10 or 12 earlier this season at home. Hawaii has done a good job defending the main scorer for their opponent. Looking at it on the other side, Noel Coleman has had a hard time scoring this year. What do you attribute that
5: to? I mean, shoot, man. It comes with the territory. As good a player as Noel Coleman is, um, you know, teams key in on him. They know that he can go off, you know, at any point in the game, you know, for two, three, four threes in a row. Um, they know that he's expanding his game by taking it to the basket a lot more, you know, so you know, it just comes with it. He's attracting the attention. Um and, and to still be, you know, as productive and you know as he is, that's that that's testament to him. But also, you know, we, we have guys that are stepping up on a nightly basis. You know, last game, Samuta had a big game. You know, um, the other night, uh, Kamaka did well. Samuta had 17 rebounds, you know. So people are stepping up, but it just comes with the territory.
1: Hopefully the territory will open up against Long Beach State next Saturday, a really important game as they still have a chance to get that regular season title, but now they are tied with Long Beach State and Riverside. Derek, thanks for breaking it down. Love hearing you on the broadcast, and I look forward to two more home games than the Big West Tournament, but first things first, a road trip this week. Thanks again. Thanks, Derek. All right, guys. Take care. Take care. Right, Derek Lowe joining us here on ESPN Honolulu via the Aloha Kia hotline that Aloha Kia you know a guy and Hawaii is off on Thursday it'll be a Saturday Monday series on the road this <laughs> week ahead
0: hey did you see the Aloha Kia commercial on the Super Bowl with Andy Bumatai?
1: That I was good I, anyway, yeah
0: yeah that was that was a, that was a good one yeah my, here's my question about Super Bowl commercials why do some of these companies wait once a year to have really creative commercials wouldn't it be better for the industry to have really good commercials all year round okay you're just an advertising how come i'm just throwing that out there but what do you think because you're an advertising i don't so. know i i, 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 I we've got to give to our prize and okay. let me uh let me marinate on that for a second <laughs> but uh okay let's do a trivia question let's okay. do a super bowl trivia question call in at 808-296-1420 you are going to win instantly if you get the question right. It's not going to be that hard. Uh, you're going to win a $25 gift certificate to Dixie Grill Barbecue uh, Barbecue and Crab Shack in IAEA. You got the greatest happy hour, but also coming up. Keep listening for details on Mardi Gras specials. Huh? It's that time of year again. So uh, you get a $25 Dixie Grill gift certificate, and you'll be entered to win. Two tickets to see Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons, March 18th at the Waikiki Shell. We'll be back with our winner coming up next on ESPN Honolulu. problem a second ago it's fixed gary ask a super bowl trivia question go ahead 808-296-1420 it's for your dixie grill gift certificate and also uh you'll be entered to win frankie valley
1: tickets okay okay here it is it's a tough one who was the mvp of yesterday's super bowl
0: who was the mvp of yesterday's super bowl call in 808-296-1420 and we'll have that gift certificate for you um, all right, so thank you guys for texting in as uh, folks call in. Let's go back to the uh, text line. And <laughs> this is a conspiracy theory this morning about a rigged Super Bowl. I wonder if that's happening other places or just on a, our show. It says, I'm an Eagles fan, and the games are not rigged. It's a ridiculous idea, or else the athletes wouldn't play. The last play was holding, but the situation and timing of it makes it hard to stomach Especially after the refs were letting them play the whole game for the most part, so for the whole game, you might have seen some plays where you thought, "Ooh, that looks like targeting," and it seems like at least in the beginning of the game, it was it, 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 they were kind of letting these guys go. You know, they yes. were they were letting these guys play, and I guess that's what's hard for the Eagles fans is this was such a minor thing, and we've seen at least eight texts afterwards where people said they've let him play that that way all day.
1: One of the things I heard in the postgame show on radio was that that official crew, at least the head referee, called the most penalties of any – his crew called the most penalties of any crew all season long. But it was a different crew yesterday, but the lead official, the lead ref – There weren't a lot that. of penalties in that game. No, there that weren't, was, but all season yeah. long – like, So just to your point, they do usually let a lot go, so maybe people mm-hmm. would wonder why they're calling that there. Yeah. The whole thing.
0: Yeah. I, I think part of the problem, too, is these these crews don't work together. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they should take a crew that's worked together all year to put them in the playoff games, not, okay, now you're going to work with a guy you've never worked with before. Right. All right. Clinton is calling in right now.
1: Uh, ask him the trivia question, Gary. It wasn't Marcus Kemp, but who was the MVP of yesterday's Super Bowl game?
4: Super Bowl MVP
1: was Patrick Mahomes. Clinton, are you there? I guess not.
0: I am here, Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes. Hey, nice job by you. See, that wasn't that tough. All right, so the uh, yeah, you got the uh, gift certificate from Dixie Grill Barbecue and Crab Shack, and you're entered to win tickets to Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, March 18th at the Waikiki Shell. Hold on the line. We're going to get some info from you. Thank you. All right, we'll do that drawing for the. uh, the kind tickets on friday for the uh frankie valley tickets on friday so thank you guys for uh, getting into that okay oh here's one animals i read on hawaii baseball twitter that they are selling skybox seating at the less first time hearing about this did you hear anything about this did they install skyboxes let me jump in here those aren't skyboxes that that's it's a little misleading they call them skyboxes when they should be concourse boxes concourse boxes which are great fun uh if uh they're on sales i don't know how much they are but you know snatch it up number one because the money supports rainbow baseball uh and number two because uh we like rich hill and number three um it's kind of cool you have a party of like 10 i believe i believe that's what those seat 10 people and um the uh it's the the uh, I think somebody serves you food too. I, oh. I think it comes with food too. Anyway, can we call Rich Hill and ask him? Can we text it, Rich? Can we text him on our next break and see how that is?
1: I know we're going to try to get him on the show this week,
0: but uh, no, let's just text him. We'll t- we'll just text him during the next break and see what he says. Okay. I want to know how much money they raised at the fundraiser too, at the Love of the Game fundraiser.
1: I heard it was a record. It was the most they've ever raised. That's one thing I heard. They exceeded what their goal was. Wow. I didn't hear the exact number, though. I know I ate a lot, but not that much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So really, uh, you know, what's the big takeaway? The big takeaway from the Super Bowl. I'll go first. Okay. Big takeaway from the Super Bowl was, um, in my opinion only, bad halftime show, great national anthem, commercials were better than they've been, I think, in the past few games. You had a uh, kind of, it was a, it was, both teams scored right away. And that always happens, it seems. Both teams score right away. And you're like, whoa, this is going to be an aerial show. It's going to be a dog fight. And then all the scoring stopped for a little while. Although it was 24 to 14 at the halftime, it became really exciting when the uh, Eagles got Mahomes in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was the juggernaut against Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes wins again. It's why he could retire today and after only six years be in the Hall of Fame. Easily. That's kind of my that's kind of my takeaway. I'm not I'm not worried. And I don't bring up the penalty, the holding call, or anything like that. I just saw two really good football teams fight it out at the very end.
1: Okay, my take. First of all, only four punts in the game, two by each team. And there was a a, a nice lady at the Kuhuya, kuhio Avenue Food Hall yesterday who came up to me at one point and said, people are really here just for the commercials and halftime. That's always, That's the most important part of the game. You kind of said you, liked, you talked about the halftime and the commercials. That was your first point. To me, that was something I would bring up. But my biggest takeaway is that the Super Bowl played out the way it should be. It should be two teams with – they both score a lot of points and down to the wire where the last play or minute or two determines yeah. the outcome. To me, that is what I take away the most because that's what yeah. I enjoy the most out of a Super Bowl Sunday is a great game down to the wire with that drama.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that was – no, I wasn't there because of the halftime show. It's just something that came to my mind first. Oh, sure. sure. That was – actually, that turned out to be – did that turn out to be – no, I have a bad memory. Did that turn – because I've watched The Sopranos twice, and it was new both times to me. <laughs> and right now, honestly uh, – and I'm not saying this because of the Super Bowl commercial – I started watching Breaking Bad again. It's very good. <laughs> uh, I, I remember some parts, but there's a lot that I didn't remember. I'm going, hey, this is quite entertaining.
1: Oh, how many anyway, yeah, that,
0: that was – when's the last time we had a Super Bowl? You know, I remember it was the Rams <laughs> – And Les Steckel was on our show. He wrote the book. It was the Rams against the Titans, and it came down to that last play where the
1: guy was stretching for the end zone,
0: right? I mean, this is one of those Super Bowls that we saw.
1: Okay, but let's look at a couple of years ago when, I think it was 41, I can't remember the final score, New, when New England lost to Philadelphia Nick Foles and Tom Brady had a Hail Mary last play of the game that if it's successful, they win. It was over 1,100 yards of offense wow. and NFL record for any game ever and it was in a Super Bowl. So that was exciting and Philadelphia wow. won with Nick Foles to Philly special before halftime but mm-hmm. also last year. Last year it came down, I was watching a replay of the game on the NFL Network, was it on Friday? And I had forgotten that Cincinnati scored with like a minute and 46 seconds left something like that and then the Rams came down and then they well they scored I think with a minute 40 left Cincinnati almost had a chance to win it and they did it came down to the wire last year as well
0: I wonder what it is with all these Super Bowl nowadays because we went through Super Bowls for a decade where it was the the Cowboys blowing out the Broncos or somebody else blowing out the Broncos or you know back in the 80s and 70s had some really boring ones where it's like
1: Steelers win 16 to 13. Yeah, I heard Keyshawn Jay Will and Max last night, and Max Kellerman's like, you know, we don't always get games like this. Usually, they're blowouts. And Keyshawn's like, actually, the last several for a while now, we've had a lot of close games. Look uh-huh. at the overtime game, Atlanta and New England, down 28 to three, looked like a blowout, and then we know what happened. The New England Patriots win in overtime. We haven't gotten really those kind of games. Now, the boring one to me was it was somewhat of a close game, but 13 to three in 2017, I believe, Rams and New England. You know what? That one I didn't like a lot because it wasn't were enough we at, offense.
0: Were we twenty nine? What is it? Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen was the game. Was that were we at? We were at. weren't we at Cujio Food Hall for that one?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Hey, Friends? I want
0: to. I want to say before we get. Uh, uh. I think we have a traffic update here. Before we do this, I want to say uh, thank you to everybody. Uh, on Saturday, I was down with uh, Josh was hanging out with me and the the gang from Balanced. Uh, you've probably seen their TV or heard their radio commercials or seen them on social media. But we were down at the – third. let me see if I get this right. 34th Annual Silver Streaks Sunrise Walk for Seniors. Hey, I did it. It was down at Magic Island. I had never knew, known about this event uh, going on. It's supported by the Great Aloha Run, but all the nice people that came down and really the volunteers were absolutely fantastic st louis junior uh, what do you say jrotc st louis army uh, rotc guys were down there from st louis school we pulled up our van and we sat there and watched them set everything up for us it was incredible Wow! these kids it's like they can lift all the heavy stuff too it's like ashlyn our promotion director is like can i have some of them she wanted to bring some of the boys home they were so awesome and uh, boys and girls from uh, well, I guess the girls weren't from St. Louis. They must have been from St. Francis, right? But uh, whoever's uh, put those, whoever's uh, leading that ROTC program at St. Louis, oh, you guys are doing a great job with those kids. No parents would be proud of them. But you know, it's like your parents are listening, and they're like, "Oh, my kids in the uh, ROTC at St. Louis. He doesn't do that stuff at home." <laughs>
1: Now he will.
0: <laughs> it's like, oh, Mr. Kessel, your son Christian's so nice. He watches the dishes and everything when he comes over to our house. I'm like, really? <laughs> Where did he learn that? Because he certainly doesn't do it at home. It's 8:48 in the Aloha State. Chris Hart and Gary Dickman, sports animals, on this National Football Hangover Day. And uh, let's see. Want to let you know once again that a Growler, uh, Growler Hawaii, in Kapahulu, It's uh, happening, February 22nd. It's a really big road show, number eight. Remember, new time from 5 to 7 p.m. We are working on our live on location guests right now. Got lots of prizes to give away, and you can choose from 100 taps. Heineken and Dos on special, too. Great ono pupu. Uh, Mark your calendar. So it's going to be a busy week. We have Call the Coach on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday, the 22nd, we will have the really big road show. We'll be right back on ESPN Honolulu. We're talking on the break. Uh, Tanner brought up uh, Nick Sirianni, the Philadelphia Eagles head coach. The shot of him tearing up more than tearing up, uh, you know, tears streaming down his face. During the National Anthem, that's how powerful Chris Stapleton is. That was so cool. That was a great shot. Of course, at the time, I'm like at the party going, Hey, cry, baby. What well, you going to cry? cray baby. But thinking back on it, Tanner, you're
1: right. I mean, that
0: was that was pretty awesome.
1: I'm a Nick Sirianni fan. I'm not an Eagles fan per se, but I really liked everything I've read about him, heard about him, and I, I didn't realize until a week or so ago, he got released by the Kansas City Chiefs when right. a guy named Andy Reid took over. You know, he got in his own staff, so he moved around and became, obviously, what he did. Indianapolis is where he went next with Frank Reich. And really? Then when he took over? Andy I mean, Reed, Yeah,
0: he's been coaching the Chiefs for six. How
1: old was Nick Sirianni? Like 20? I don't know how old he was. He had to be very young, of course, yes. Mm.
2: And, he but, was
0: like an assistant receivers coach or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah no, it was – he still is not getting credit. For his two years there, and you know the the Eagles' success, they're giving all of that to is it Howie Roseman? Howie Howie Roseman. Howie Roseman GM. is the general manager who's putting all you know the free agents together and they're drafting and stuff like that. How about give a little uh, credit to Doug Peterson? Because isn't that the reason you fired him? Because he he, he hooked his trailer up to Jalen Hurts. Ownership wanted to go in a different direction. Doug Peterson didn't, so they fire him. And now they're like, now you guys are now you guys are in for it for five hundred million dollars. <laughs> he's on his last yeah. deal. Of, he's his last year of his contract. He's gonna, or not last year. I think next year's the last year. Anyway, it's time to pay forty to fifty million dollars a year for the guy that you fired Peterson for. But but you know it's kind of unfair. Chuck Knoll never got some of the credit that he deserved really? uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers because of all those star players. Oh, But Sirianni's not getting credit. It's, it's all going to Roseman.
1: Okay, just real quick. I was thinking about this part last night. Does Andy Reid now with two Super Bowl wins, is he considered one of the best coaches in NFL history? Not the best, maybe not even top five, but not that many coaches have won two Super Bowls and gone to five NFC Championship games and another Super Bowl with Philly. I think he deserves a lot more praise than he's gotten.
0: Well, he's, so this is what makes what four Super Bowls for him? He's been three with the Chiefs. Yeah, four Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So four, you know, I, I'd say well, he's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's you know it, it definitely okay. one of the best coaches of all time. Maybe top ten. Okay, who knows? Okay, I mean, I'd have to go and look and, and, and make myself a list. Eras are different. Uh, does he get? Does who gets the credit? Patrick Mahomes or Andy Reid? Right. So, I mean, there's that, that whole rabbit hole to go down through. But anyway, let's talk sports with Kanoa Leahy's at noon. And you got Josh Pacheco and Hunter Hughes with Off the Bench at three. See you tomorrow. ESPN Honolulu.